the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. Before we begin, let's check in with our heroes. Time loops? No. Haunted hitchhikers? Eh. Now that I think about it, though, I probably should cut Whitaker a little bit of slack. Scaring him like that's probably not good for his heart. Given we just added another back-to-back traumatic experience to the group's bucket list. Huh. He sure is clutching that wheel pretty tightly. Oh, well. I'm Hugo Rashad. So I want it to be known. Uh, a day and I, we don't coordinate our intros, <laughs> but sometimes, some, sometimes it seems like we do. We don't. You know, when I said Theo was good at making my heart skip a beat, this is not what I meant. What the hell kind of spectacles did this man give me? I'm Agent Whitaker, and there are far too many monsters in my car. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know. I'm so glad that I have just a really good read on people. I can usually tell when someone's lying or if they're hiding something. It's just nice to know right up front what someone's all about. There's just no secrets. I'm Raven Eugenia. Fuck this pocket bullshit. I'm getting out of here because I'm Damien Angelo Edgecrest. Short and sweet, like Damien right now, because he looks like a hard candy in Whitaker's pocket. (laughs) Hello! I'm panicking. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. Also short and sweet, like Felicity. (laughs) This whole road trip has been really stressful, but I'm glad we are still taking time to help people. It seems like Ray really needs some friends. I'm glad we can be that for her. I made in Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes defeated the monsters who had attacked them on the road. The death squad, or at least capture squad sent by King O, had ambushed them on the highway. And thanks to magic, trickery, and some pretty risky gambits, our heroes were able to escape with the trailer only slightly damaged and with only one casualty. But things took a turn for the even stranger when Ray, the hitchhiker that they had picked up and who had proven that they were some sort of supernatural entity but was lost in the fight, suddenly reappeared and seemingly had no memory of the car chase conflict that they had been a part of not hours before. Our heroes welcomed Ray back into their car, curious but cautiously optimistic. Whitaker took a pair of glasses, which he received from Theo Springer, and when gazing through these enchanted runic lenses, noted that Ray, while amicable and friendly and 
mostly their same self, also contained the aura of a nine-tailed fox. Hunters, what do you do? Before you begin, hang on one second. I have a question. Okay. Um, Ray, they, them, she, her? Uh, she, they. She, they. Got it. Okay. That's it. Continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That's enough pocket time. Jesus. Damien is going to green slime out back into the cup holder. Yeah, we've established that uh, Ray isn't going to hurt Felicity because it would have done so given the past combat and clearly not human. So it's OK for me to be out. I'm Michelangelo Smith. Uh, friends call me Mike. Nice to meet you, Ray. Welcome to the group. As I'm sure you've noticed, we do get attacked. So I hope you can defend yourself, but you're in good, capable hands. Uh, Whitaker hits the brakes. <laughs> the car lurches as Whitaker slams on the brakes. Ray is staring from Damien in the cup holder to everyone in the back seat to Whitaker, who just hit the brakes and is kind of gripping their seatbelt a little tightly. And she says, did you guys slip me something? What? I'm seeing stuff. What the hell? What is? Oh, no. Ray, 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 Ray. <sighs> There's a lot to catch you up on. It's. It's fine. He's our friend. You're seeing what, what you're actually seeing. That's that's wild. Mm-hmm. What is it? Are you an alien? Are you guys friends with an alien? God. Um, sometimes he acts a little alien, but no, he's not an alien. I, I'll let him tell you what he's comfortable with. Okay, yeah, boundaries. I respect that. That's, that's important, I guess, even for aliens. Uh, I'm a slime... Whoa, this is weird. Wait. And she looks at you in the front seat, Whitaker, and you're like suit-ish attire. Are you guys the FBI? Did I get picked up by the FBI? Maybe I should just get out. If you, I'm gonna, and she goes for the door to like. No, 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 no. Right, 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 right. It's fine. It doesn't feel fine. This is weird. Yeah, this is really weird. We are the FBI. You should get out of the car. Okay, if you're gonna go, hang on one second. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't wanna lie to you. I don't remember how I know you from Autumn Falls. How did we meet? Felicity, we should talk. I don't actually remember that either, but uh, it's weird that you would admit right away to being the FBI. Can I see your badge? Are you a cop? No, no, you better not be a cop. <laughs> Ray is gonna try to leave the car. She's just opens the back seat and is like, I'm I'm walking. I'm I was good walking. Thank you for like the few miles of ride, but I'm I'm good. And she starts walking down the road ahead of the car. I'm gonna hop out. Felicity. Okay, you get out of the car. <laughs> what, Whitaker? What? What? Can we talk real quick? She's walking away. I think you should let her. We have a car. We can catch up if we have to. Okay. What What's up, Whitaker? Uh is Ray far enough away? She's twenty feet ahead of you scratching her head through a beanie and like turns on her flashlight again to like hang in front of her. Sure, I let them move a little further. Felicity, listen, I don't know what they told you to make you think they were a ghost thing or whatever. I don't know what they said to you, but it was probably a lie. They're not what they say they are. Whitaker, I really, I really don't think so. They- Felicity, he takes off his glasses, hands them to Felicity. Take a look. If Ray was lying, it wasn't out of ill intentions. I I think they might not know 
what they are. Are you looking at Ray through the glasses? Yes. Okay. You see Ray walking down the road, but walking beside Ray and sort of connected to her body via this blue, ethereal, wispy, ectoplasm-like material is a creature on all fours with nine white tails just swishing behind. And Ray continues to walk forward, but when you look at the creature Felicity and like lock in and focus on what it is for a second, its head lifts up and looks back at you and just blinks with these bright blue eyes, the same color as the flame that you saw when Ray initially transformed during the car chase. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wave at it. It just watches you. It blinks a couple times, but it continues to walk alongside Ray. You see it, right? Yeah. Can I see? See what? All right, everybody, Felicity, give back the glasses. Make sure everyone's on the same page. All right, well... They're Kitsune. Oh, Whitaker takes another look through the glasses. Well, at least connected to one? Aiden, you try. Aiden puts them on. She sees the spirit and her eyes also go wide and she... <gasps> what the hell's going on? And hands the glasses over to Raven to look. Raven kind of does the same thing. Just looks, has a moment of panic, hands him over to Hugo. Do you, do you see this? Have you... What are we... What are we going to do? I start walking towards Ray. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can catch up if you, like, jog over. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. We can't let Felicity... We have no idea what's going on. They're in walking distance, and it sounds like me showing that I'm a slime is pretty small potatoes compared to whatever Ray has got going on right now. I don't think Ray knows what's going on. That doesn't mean that they're not dangerous. This might be like a kind of a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Maybe they have a second part that they don't know about and that's why they don't remember anything. It could be a curse. We've met people who've been possessed by ghosts. Yeah, maybe Ray isn't dangerous, but this Nine-Tailed Fox is. Hey, hey, Whitaker. Yeah? Can I borrow these? Yeah. And Hugo's going to take the glasses and follow after Felicity. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Raven, you you remember Inari, right? Of course. Couldn't she, like, charm people? I thought so, yeah, that was... You don't think Felicity's charmed, do you? And that's why she's acting maybe a little impulsive for this situation? Is it any more than any more impulsive than Felicity usually is? I'm not saying it's impossible, but Felicity's not entirely out of character. Damien, did anything happen in that trailer? I really wasn't in the trailer. <sighs> That's right. No, you left. Almost immediately, in fact, as soon as the lake fighting started, so. Shit. <laughs> Whitaker, it is because I have a new ability called What Could Go Wrong, so I am utilizing that. <laughs> nice. Could you read that ability for us? <laughs> yeah. Whenever you charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets, hold two. You may spend your hold on, inflict one harm, reduce someone's harm suffered by one, take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. So what you're saying is we're all going to, as players, take psychic damage every time you jump into <laughs> danger. <laughs> that's what I'm getting out of this. Yes. Good. All right. That's that's one of my favorite new moves that I've taken because I'm just going to make all of you panic about me all the time. <laughs> Aiden leans forward, Whitaker, and says, just creep the car along. We'll follow him. All right. But Felicity, you catch up to Ray first as they are walking along 
kind of muttering to themselves. Never should have trusted people in suits. Government, you can't. Oh, it's bad news, bad news. Got to stick away from them. <laughs> they're always looking for either your information, which I don't have, or they're trying to get, you know, pay up on something. You, oh, blah, blah, and they're just like on a rant. But uh, you catch up. What do you say? Hey, um. Hey, Felicity. What's up? That was a lot all at once. And we should have warned you beforehand. Yeah. When did you start working for the FBI? We, okay. Can we sit down for a second? I mean, I guess. It's, we probably shouldn't sit in the breakdown lane, though. No, no, no. Let's just, like, you know, go off a little bit and have a seat. You're in cornfield country, so you can mm -hmm. get over onto the grass, past the gravel, and sit. So, I want to know more about you. I don't want you to leave yet. Because... I don't remember you from Autumn Falls. I do remember you. I do know you. But it's not from Autumn Falls. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, my memory's a little spotty, too. Uh, I just... No, what I mean is... I Keep an open mind, please. Sure, I can do that. I mean, I just saw an alien, so, like, everything's possible, right? I guess so. About... Four hours ago, you died. You see their face goes a little pale. What? You turned into this blue spirit thing. And we were fighting essentially a werewolf. And I tried to heal you, but I, I hurt you. And you vanished. Uh... I don't remember it happening. I know you don't, but that's all that I know you from. That's the only time I've met you. I do have one other question. Is Ray short for anything or is it is it just Ray? Just Ray. Okay. Ray, do you know what you are? Uh, no. But I mean, maybe I have a twin that I didn't know about and they died when you fought a werewolf? She's like inching away from you, Felicity. This is a lot for someone who doesn't actually know what's going on to be told and try to take seriously. Hang on. I'm going to wait until Hugo gets close enough. I would say, Hugo, you're approaching at this point. You saw Felicity and Ray pull off onto the grass and you've either been waiting or pausing, but you're making your way over there. Hugo already has his hand out with the glasses on them. Amazing. You know exactly what I was going for. Right? Put these on. Okay. Weird glasses. Puts the glasses on and is looking at you, Felicity, and Hugo. They say, Whoa, what's up with your arm, dude? It's like got black lights in it or something? Yeah. That's one way to put it. That's, that's weird. Look around you, Ray. They are. They don't seem to be reacting. You see they they look at their hand and they hold it up in front of their face, turn it back and forth and wiggle their fingers a little bit as if they're like seeing something coming from their body. Okay, you guys definitely slipped me something because mm -mm. I've got like blue smoke coming off me. Yep, Ray, this is a lot. And I know that because I am, well, I was the same way, but... It's it's real, and we gotta figure out what's going on with you. 
She takes the glasses off and hands them back to you, Hugo. Hang on one second. Put them back on. All right. Put them back on. I'll pull out Ghosty and Tom. Whoa! What are those? Do you have alien pets? They're my spirit friends. I just wanted you to know that I wasn't lying. This is Ghosty, and this is Tom. And they've been with me since I'm little. And I know it's scary. For sure. Like, I know it 100%. I've lived it my whole life. But we need to know what's going on with you. We can't just leave you like this. We need to figure out if you're in danger. And if you are, we need to help you. Why don't you roll manipulate someone to see how well your argument of like, we want to help you even though we're telling you a bunch of really scary and confusing stuff works. So I'm going to use an ability called Trust Me. Mm -hmm. When you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll plus charm. On a plus 10, they do what you say. No questions asked. Let's see how you do. Five. (laughs) Do you want to use a luck point? (laughs) I am going to use a luck point. (laughs) Stop before we get DMCA'd. Uh, Okay, you use a luck. So 12 plus. Ray is looking at Ghosty and Tom, and they cautiously hold out a hand towards the two spirits. And Ghosty crawls off your shoulder, walks over to Ray and puts his little like black pawed hand up against their finger. And Tom flits in the air and hovers a bit and goes around their head a bit and then lands on the ground, their tail swishing back and forth, looking very cute. Amazing. And Ray doesn't quite smile, but her shoulders relax, like some mm-hmm. tension is going out of them as they give Ghosty some little scritches and nod at Tom and they look to you Felicity and say I got nowhere else to go so I guess I can stay with you and your weird alien friends cool for what it's worth we're not cops you know that's that's points in your favor for sure yeah (laughs) okay she stands up takes her flashlight off the ground it's like one of those little lantern convertible ones and uh Whitaker you guys pull up in the car on the uh, on the road, I thought Hugo was gonna pull some whispered stuff on Ray. I was, I was a little concerned there. <laughs> oh no no, strictly backup. Okay. Although I realize I probably should have said at least we're not the FBI instead of cops because FBI was more of the concern. That's fine. Also, you got Felicity to burn a luck point, which never happens. I know. I gotta make her roll charm rolls more often, which now that she's mundane, that's kind of what. She's got to work with, so. Starting off strong with uh, popping out the pocket there, Damien. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not think that was the strong start. I was anticipating the, oh, you're a monster. I'm a monster, too. Now we can just get that over with and have a discussion about <laughs> what sort of monster I am now that we're all revealed ourselves. Yeah, we can just vibe. Nope. I did appreciate the, like, oh my god, are you an alien? And you were like, I'm just a slime. Like, maybe maybe based on their reaction, I shouldn't tell them the whole truth. Yeah. I was like, I have- <laughs> maybe saying I'm a demon will be one step too far. It wasn't going to use the D word. I'm just a humble slime. I want to be very clear. I love Ray. Mm-hmm. I love Ray so much. And if Whitaker says anything mean about Ray, 
that's him. Two separate people, two very, very separate people with very different motivations. I adore Ray. Thank you. I just, I just want you, Natalie, to know that. I'm glad. But what do you guys do? The, the prompt is still sort of in your corner. Ray is willing to follow you back to the car. And as Whitaker, Raven, and Aiden pull up in the uh, truck, what do you guys do next? Raven will lean over and pop the door open. Raven? I'll go up to Whitaker. Felicity? They don't know. They don't know what? They don't know about them. How do you not know what you are? I don't know, but they don't know. You can still cause damage without knowing why you caused it. But we need to help them. Felicity, we need to help ourselves. I mean, yeah, but she helped me. How so? She literally saved my life. If she didn't get in the way of that wolf shifter, I don't know what would have happened. I feel like even though she doesn't remember that, we owe it to them. It's not far to the next town. We could get there, settle down, and then, I don't know, try some stuff once we're settled. Mm. Raven? I think getting to the next town is okay. And then we need to regroup and figure out what we're doing. Hugo? You really think I'm going to go along with just letting someone who has no idea what is going on with their stuff just walk around? Nah, we're going to figure this out. Damien? Oh, I mean, I, I don't care one way or the other. Whatever you guys want to do. We're taking her. Aiden? I mean, I'll keep an eye on her. If she tries something, we'll deal with it. Whitaker? <sighs> if they saved Felicity's life, we can spare them a night and a ride. And a meal. And a meal. Thank you. Something better than hot Cheetos or whatever. I suppose it's all balanced out by the pleasure of Damien's company. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I misread that situation completely. It happens. It's fine. I think we're all misreading things a bit. It's cool, man. You said your name was Mike? Uh, yeah, Michelangelo, or Mike for short. I'm just a friendly slime little guy. All right, yeah. Well, I'm Ray. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm just going to... And they take out some, like, busted-looking headphones and, like, an old Walkman. <laughs> Put those on, lean into the side of the back seat. Hugo, can I have my glasses back? Felicity, can Whitaker have his glasses back? Here are your glasses. Thank you. Whitaker puts them on and drives him to the next town. Okay. You guys pull into a small, nondescript, it's not even a chain. It's just like a local drive-in hotel. One of those places that doesn't even have a second floor. It's just like parking lot with a bunch of first floor, like condo style. Aha, a motel. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> there's space to park the trailer. You could just stay in it. Or if you wanted to get a room, you could. But I think the, the trailer is a little, little too ventilated right now. That's true. It is missing a door and the back end is a little smashed in. Yeah, yeah. And there's two distinct dents on the roof in the shape yeah. of Aiden and Raven's faces. Oh, no. <laughs> and claw marks along the side and yeah we roll up and we're like we'd like a room please <laughs> <laughs> the clerk is like oh that's weird don't you have a tray i understand now here's your room <laughs> okay you can get a, a room or two or three however many you want 
And uh, what do you guys do? What's your plan here for trying to figure this mystery out? Can we get a couple of rooms so it doesn't look weird, but then just grab all the blankets and pillows? Raven doesn't want to sleep like in a room with just one other person. <laughs> I think we should all huddle together. I like the idea that we get two separate rooms, but everyone just ends up bringing over blankets <laughs> to one central room just to talk about stuff. And then we're like, yeah, we don't want to. We'll just. Might as well just stay here. Yeah. That's cute. I like that. For what it's worth, eventually when people do go to bed, Hugo ends up going to the trailer and sleeping in there. You are fucking crazy. Someone's got to watch the stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, mm. Nope. Never mind. You're no longer crazy. But, but we're not <laughs> at that point yet. So yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Duly noted. Ray is ecstatic to be staying in a, in a motel. They they go over to the vending machine and get like some Funyuns and a Gatorade. Oh, goodness. Can we order like a a couple pizzas or something so we can give Ray some real food. We're going to get you better food than that. Also, we're probably starving right now. Yeah, you guys haven't stopped to eat because Whitaker was white knuckle driving away from the car chase all day. Mm -hmm. I'll go up to Ray as she's getting her Funyuns. Hey, listen, like, totally love that you're getting a snack and definitely enjoy that. But we're going to order maybe some pizza. What do you like on your pizza? Oh, uh... Uh, whatever. I'm I'm not picky. No, you are our guest. I, I'm really not. I mean, I know. But what do you what do you like on your pizza? What is your favorite? If you were to have a favorite pizza of all time, what would it be? Hmm. Uh. Gosh, my head is. Um. Uh. uh pepperoni, I guess. Raven, are they lying? Are they lying, Raven? <laughs> Am I? I don't, I don't know that Raven's there. Yeah, yeah I don't I think know. I'm part of this conversation. <laughs> I wish I was, though. That'd be real, real good. They they kind of just, like, shrug it off. They're like, just just order whatever. It's it's cool. Okay. Um. And they sit down somewhere in the room and, like, snack. I'll sit next to them. You guys can get food. Like, we don't have to roleplay ordering pizza. <laughs> what are you doing about the situation? I mean, Whitaker's probably going to call everyone to just do a debrief on what actually happened because he was driving the whole time. We said last time that we all shared what happened, but I feel like we should go through it. Oh, that's right. No, I think we should go through it again. Now that we've had time to process, we should go through the whole thing again and really figure out what exactly happened. You know, I think we I think we need to break this down and understand it as, as best we can. Should we talk in a separate room from Ray? That's what Felicity's going to pitch. I would like to. That's true. I, I also don't want to overload them with information and freak them out too much. If you guys have secret FBI stuff to talk about, I don't need to be in on that. All right. We're going to head into the other room, but don't worry. Pizza's on its way. So don't wander too far. Where am I going to go? All right. Let's talk. First things first, I got to kind of tell you what actually happened in the trailer. Wolf dude. Came in, Ray went full fiery blue ghost mode. And no wolf-like features or any kind of tails or anything like that? No. Interesting. It was just blue flames is, I guess, the best way I could describe it. Hmm. And did they, did Ray seem like the same person, like the same personality, the same voice? Or did they like transform and they were somebody else? Natalie, can you clarify that for me? Because I don't remember. Did they have like the same voice? 
you could hear Ray's voice when they spoke, but there was more to it than that. And they certainly stopped using Ray's mannerisms. Mm -hmm. You know, there was less stumbling through words and like awkward hand motions. It was very purposeful, very direct, and very focused on protecting you. I relay that to the group. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I recall that the very last thing they said when you tried to like heal them and it didn't go well was, no, wait. And then they vanished. Yes, I do remember that. Pretty traumatic for Felicity, so yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I will say it was still her, but she was different. And she had another voice over her voice. And it was like kind of spooky, but whatever. Used to that at this point. You know, the biggest thing was that she said they would do anything to protect me. Whitaker does visibly relax at this. They said that when I was with them, I was protected and everything was okay. And I didn't have to worry. Obviously, still worried. But. But then Ray did protect you right after they said that they did yeah okay they fought the wolf creature and never looked at me once they were dead set on protecting me and then the wolf creature got hurt and i shot him and i was able to push him out the door but it also caught ray And I went over and I I tried to heal them, but something happened and it didn't, it hurt her and she vanished. So Ray was affected by the bullet, even as a ghostly flame creature? Admittedly, it wasn't a normal bullet. Mm. I don't know. Damien, you said Ray didn't have any life aura. Correct. A ghost of some kind. Is it possible that Ray, the human-looking version, doesn't? But the flame version has some kind of life aura? Does that make sense? I mean, I could attack Felicity and we could find out. No. No. Don't you dare. I'm an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden just, like, rolls her eyes. She's like, you realize we're here on this whole trip because you did that. It's brainstorming. Felicity, why do they know you? Why do they know you from Autumn Falls specifically? That is a fantastic question that I would also appreciate being answered because I don't know them at all from Autumn Falls. I don't remember them even a little bit. I know them from when they literally died in my hands in front of me and nothing else. Here's a weird question. Do you think they know themselves? Who's to say that they're not just like a projection of whatever the other thing is? Mm. I mean, I'll I'll say it. We're all thinking it's Anari, right? Yeah, it's possible. Huh. Good point. I mean, it feels weird to to say, oh, this is a Kitsune. Like, they must be the other Kitsune that we met. Like, that feels weird. But at the same time... There's got to be more than one Kitsune, right? There has to be. But at the same time, it's us. We can't trust coincidences. What we all saw was the ghost, ghost of a Kitsune, who is connected to Rey. And that might be where they know Felicity from. 
because we did meet a Kitsune in Autumn Falls. Yeah, we're we're dealing with with ghosts here on top of everything else. That means a lot more things are possible. That would explain the no life aura for sure. Well, Felicity, did you have any interactions with Inari? Yeah. Felicity is the one who made it possible for us to even deal with that situation. We fought her. If I remember right, we talked. I spoke to her. Why does her ghost want to protect you then? If you helped kill her. Mm. Maybe it was a release for her. Maybe it was a connection that we made when we spoke. I don't know. I'm not. I have no idea. Maybe it's a trick. I don't know. Where do, where does a kitsune stand in the general ranking of things? They're not demons. Are they fae? Hugo. You did a lot of research about Inari when you first met this group back in the beginning and uh, looked at a bunch of old scrolls about Kitsune. Why don't you roll a like retroactive uh, investigate a mystery? And depending on that, we'll say that like you remember some things from having done research previously. Also, this isn't the first time we've seen supernatural creatures having alternate ghost forms. That's what the Dullhans are. So apparently Hugo has photographic memory because that's a 12. Nice. Okay. Then you would recall that Kitsune were listed in the ancient scrolls as a type of spirit, similar to Ghosty and Tom or Windy, adjacent to the folk like Mira or Jay. Not inherently a demon. So they're kind of in the middle where they could be good or they could be bad. There's both kinds of all of those creatures. Not necessarily evil. Raven, roll a sharp check for me because you're good at connecting dots. Ooh boy. There's something to be said about malevolence versus benevolence. Um, Sharp check, you said? Mm-hmm. That's a 12 total. Holy shit. We are firing on all cylinders tonight. Your memory is clicking and flashing into place pretty well, Hunters. I'll ask you, Brittany. Do you remember what the second encounter with the supernatural was immediately after meeting Inari? I'm going to be real honest with you. No. Was it the Hellhounds? It was the Hellhounds. That was right after Inari? It was. Okay. And I don't know whether it was explicitly said in the podcast, but Aiden... I'm pretty sure talked about how her sister Azazel would corrupt things with her malevolent, angry, wrathful energy and send them out into the world to mess with humans. Mm -hmm. Aiden, I'm going to hard disagree with you on this because I spoke with Inari and I've seen Ray. Ray seems pretty harmless. And Inari's whole thing was to hunt humans to like kill and eat them. Very different vibes. That doesn't mean that Ray isn't currently being controlled by some other kind of spirit, though. They just don't have as bad intentions. I feel like it's just Inari not corrupted. So you think the Inari we faced was a result of Azazel's corruption? Yeah. And Ray now is Inari or or whatever Inari was without the influence of Azazel. She's nice now. Well, she's 
intent on protecting you. That's different from being nice. I mean, that seems pretty nice to me. I don't know. It seems like a strange coincidence that Ray says, like, oh, if you're with me, you're safe and I'll protect you. And we randomly stumbled across them on a highway in the middle of nowhere. So their their kind of like mission to protect you isn't so important that they were seeking you out. But what if they were? I mean, what if? Then why did they end up back on the highway after they disappeared from the trailer? So that we could find them. Back on the highway where we were going. I guess. It's like she got dropped in our path twice. Exactly in our path. Well, see, that makes me more suspicious than reassured. I don't like the idea that something is following us, even if it does have designs to protect us or one of us. I feel like I should go talk to them. We should figure out what to do about them first. You're just freaking Ray out and whatever, if a Nari spirit is attached to it, we need to figure out how to talk to them. Do you think we could wait until Ray is asleep and then put on the glasses and see if we can talk to the spirit directly? That's a good idea. That's a creepy idea, but we'll keep it on the back burner. I don't know if Ray even sleeps. It's so weird, but like, I, I just, I don't want to traumatize Ray anymore. But I don't know how else we can communicate with the spirit that is potentially controlling them. Better than my plan. So, okay, hot take from me. I don't think that it's controlling her. I think it is almost symbiotic. That's a very valid take. I think it's working with her. They're connected in some way, and I don't I don't want to keep hurting Ray from us trying to get some answers when they clearly do not know what's going on and cannot give us any more answers than they've already given us. No, yeah, but I do, I firmly believe that Ray is acting under their own will and there's an outside force. I don't want any of this to be tied back to Ray. They are two separate things. Yeah, I don't believe Ray is here under any, like I, I firmly believe that Ray has no bad intentions. And I don't think they would ever do anything wrong. And I don't, I don't think they necessarily know why they were on that highway. But it has to do with the spirit they're connected to. We got to figure it out somehow. Mm-hmm. They keep saying their memory's all messed up. Yeah. What if they can't remember anything? Is there a way for us to fix their memory? Maybe they don't want to remember. So Whitaker, do you want me to uh, spit on your gun? Or are we, are we cool on this? We need to cut that line. <laughs> This fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take that one again. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Hey Whitaker, do you want me to enchant your weapon so it's more effective? No. We are not fighting Ray. Not now, not here. I see no reason to. I don't think it's a bad idea for us to be prepared for the future, though. If Damien doesn't mind prepping some stuff for you just to have on hand in case of another emergency. Uh, but I, yeah, I agree that we should not plan for violence with Ray. Especially because I used like your fancy gun and you seemed kind of upset about that. No, that, Felicity, that was fine. You, you did the right thing. You did the right thing and I'm glad it helped you. I'm gonna go lock that back up though. Are we gonna try to talk to this thing when Ray falls asleep? That sounds like the best idea to me. I think we should give it a shot. Oh, yeah. That would horribly scar her. I think that would be really exciting. How would that scar her? She's asleep. 
if I can make a recommendation? Please do. Ask for permission first. From who? From Ray? Yes. Ray, do you mind if we um, interrogate you in your sleep? Perform a seance? (laughs) There's got to be a nicer way to put it. Actually, if we do pitch it as a seance, they might be into it. Do you want me to go talk to them? I feel like we have some kind of connection. And I feel like she would listen to me more than all of you guys that they're currently skeptical of. I agree. That's fair. We don't want to, you know, kind of ambush her. Maybe we can... We can eat and just kind of have some light conversation and chill out for the rest of the evening. And then maybe Felicity can privately ask if, if we can try to help them. I think that's a good idea. Let me check my phone, see when the pizza is getting here. <laughs> the, I was going to say, the pizza <laughs> arrives. You guys can eat, rest, tend to your wounds. Some of you didn't have a lot of time to do that. Oh, <laughs> we're still injured. Yeah, you just got done with a fight. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Ouch. So you begin to settle down for the night. Felicity, you can approach Ray to, I guess, discuss this strategy you have? Yeah. It sounded to me like you were trying to avoid freaking them out anymore, but I'm interested to see where this will go. I'm going to go up to Ray. Hey. Hi. Thanks for dinner, by the way. That That was nice, you guys. Oh, totally fine. Of course. I mean... You're part of the group for a little bit now, so we've got to treat you like part of the group. Cool. Yeah, that's really nice of you. Do you mind if we go talk for a minute? Talking right now. I mean, private and like... You gonna show me another weird monster? No, well, maybe. It's, we just have... I feel like I've had it up to here with weird monsters today, Felicity. No offense to your friends. They're very... Well, they were very cute. I don't know where they are now, but... We're trying to help you. You keep saying that. If it's all right with you, I'm gonna stay in a group setting. You can try to manipulate them if you want, but they're not down for, like, going into a closed room with anybody at this point. (laughs) Okay, I'll do that. I leveled up! (laughs) (laughs) I got a six. They'll actually look over at you, Raven. And be like, I don't know why we need to keep secrets, right? You're all part of the same team. I'm sorry. I thought you would be more comfortable talking with somebody that you were familiar with. We can talk here. It's okay. I've been thinking, I know you, but I I can't recall much about you. It's a really weird, freaky feeling. And I I don't know, I'm I'm trying not to dwell on it too much because I'm already a little freaked out. So, uh... Yeah. Jeez, calm emotions. Where is that when you need it? <laughs> Aiden walks over. Oh, yeah, Aiden! <laughs> sits down on the bed uh, across from Ray and just sits cross-legged. She doesn't, like, approach or, like, reach out to put a hand on Ray or anything. This is uh, a lot for anybody to take in, Ray. I know we may have come on in not the best light, but we are genuinely hoping to figure out some stuff that doesn't quite make sense to us and I don't think it makes sense to you either. So if it's alright, we we were going to try some magic. And she will allow her hand to glow with her celestial light just to show that magic is a thing you guys are also capable of, not just aliens and monsters. <laughs> and 
Ray nods, looking at Aiden, and they say, Well, what's one more thing, I guess, right? What, uh, what's this magic you want to do? Just say what you need, guys. Are you a person, by the way, Damien? Or have you remained a small slime in a coffee cup? I, th- I think Damien's enjoying being the slime. Unless Ray is visibly discomforted by the slime. Ray is not, like, jumping around you. She's certainly, like, giving you some staring looks and, like, is definitely not chummy with you. But she's not, like, hyperventilating scared of you. It's just weird because you're a slime. Is Damien hanging out in the ice bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Damien's hanging out by the cooler, distributing ice, helping people out with drinks and whatnot. Just casual, helpful slime. Whitaker probably does actually give you some some bullets to work on. Okay. Who is explaining the magic? That's a great question. We did not plan this far. In fact, I'm going to ask you all as players, what is this magic you're going to do? Are you attempting big magic here? Are you attempting to like just use multiple uses of the use magic skill? What are you thinking? I think big magic. That's what I think, at least. But that's only because Felicity doesn't currently have magic right now. And so she can't help. That's true. Hugo, as our resident spell slinger. See, Hugo's plan does not work in this situation. So I'm honestly not sure. What's your plan? You had an entire thing concerning trapping the spirit while also banishing the spirit at the same time. Just to force them into a space separate from Ray. That might not be the smartest thing to do, though. So it's an option, though. I also thought about banishing the spirit. You don't have magic. See, I was thinking just like get a Ouija board out. I was thinking just try to talk to it first. Yeah. Weren't you trying to communicate with something that you do not share a language with? Just put on the glasses and go. No big magic needed. The first step would just to be put on the glasses and see if we can communicate. Mm -hmm. We got to start with the smallest, simplest thing. Could I try something before we do any magic stuff? Try whatever you'd like. I I never really know how to use these because they're kind of moves, but they're also just kind of things on my character sheet. But I'd like to use fellow believer. Mm -hmm. And it says people understand you've also known strangeness. Bystanders would talk to you about weird things they would not trust another hunter or a mundane official to believe. So I'm kind of bending the rules a little bit in that normally it's a private conversation. But Ray clearly does not want to have a private conversation with anyone. Raven's just going to turn towards Ray a little bit to like, show that she's giving them her full attention. Who has the glasses right this moment? I think it's Whitaker. I'm just asking, if you're if if the glasses change hands, I need to know who's wearing them. If Raven's going to do something, he'll hand them over to Raven. Raven just wants to talk first. She wouldn't have, like, tried to get the glasses. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you try talking, and Whitaker's just observing then, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, Raven's just going to, like, focus on Ray and hopefully not an intimidating... Or scary way, just just trying to project as much friendly, non-threatening energy. You you say a lot that you have trouble remembering things. I'm sorry if it makes you like uncomfortable to try and think about, but is there anything you do remember that you could tell us about? Nothing crazy has to happen, but what do you remember? I... it's fuzzy. Uh... We can stop at any time if you are uncomfortable or don't don't want to talk about it anymore just just say the word and we'll we'll totally back off they bite their lip and kind of are silent for a minute and they say i've been thinking about it ever since felicity told me what she did over in the cornfield 
that I died and I'm some kind of ghost. And the, the more I try to remember what I was doing on the road, it's like it's out of reach. I, I, I remember stuff before, but I don't remember things connecting. And I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think something's wrong with me. So I don't, I don't know. I guess is, is all I can say. It's okay. That's all right. Anything that you can remember, you know, let us know. But don't force it if it if it makes you uncomfortable. I think we are trying too hard to help. I think, Ray, what you could use is this pair of glasses and some time alone in the bathroom with the lights off looking at the mirror. I think you've got some things you need to work on, and the glasses will help you out with that. It might be best if you communicated with yourself for a little bit. I know we can be overwhelming. Yeah, this whole night's been a lot, but I don't remember this morning, so that makes it even worse. I think maybe I'm just going to go to bed, honestly. I'm pretty wiped out. This is really starting to stress me out, guys. And they kind of shake their fingers as like a, just like nerves being jittery. We've all had a really long day. I, I think it makes sense to call it a night here. We can start fresh in the morning and get some breakfast and, and figure out, you know, where we're driving to next. So you guys set up to go to bed then? That's what Raven's going to do. I don't know about anybody else. You push the beds together and I'll just like <laughs> pick a corner or something if you're not sleeping in different rooms. Raven will let Ray pick where they're going to sleep first to make sure they're comfortable. If they want to be in the other room by themselves, that's fine. Kind of following their lead and giving them space. They curl up under a blanket and just like sit in one of the like rocking armchair lounge chairs in the corner. Okay. And just kind of like look out the window in the back of the, the hotel room. And as Hugo walks out the door... Do whatever it is you guys need to do. I'll see you in the morning. You know where to find me. Hugo, you are headed out to the trailer to keep an eye on it. And uh, Damien doesn't want to let Hugo go by himself and be alone, especially since Damien doesn't have to sleep anyway. Mm -hmm. But Damien will give Hugo space. He's just not going to leave him completely unsupervised. Okay. It's very important in this moment, Durs, for you to tell me exactly how long you wait before you follow Hugo out into the parking lot. Damien would use the time that Hugo opens the door to walk out as well so that he doesn't have to phase or wait for anyone else to open the door. He's going to use that moment to... Uh, just become a little mouse and just scurry out. Okay. Then just keep in mind that you are about to see what is going to happen. Hugo, as you're walking across the parking lot, you're tired. You had a very stressful day. You feel a familiar itch in your left arm. And you're not really interested in looking at it, I don't think, because you kind of have an inkling of what it means. But... As you take a couple steps in the parking lot, the heel of your sneaker lifts up and little crackles of electricity arc between the ground and the back of your foot. 
You take another step and little crackles of lightning start to spark off your shoulder and down your torso. And you take another step and then you jump forward 30 feet in a burst of super speed, similar to how the snipes move. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And you just stumble, not expecting to have moved that quickly because you were just sort of in autopilot walking and suddenly you're at the trailer in moments. That golden lightning that would come off the snipes' feathers when they ran just sort of crackles over you and then is grounded into the pavement and settles. Hand on forehead. (laughs) Ah, dang it. Do you check your arm? Yep. You pull away some of the bandages on your arm and shoulder where the snipe had bit you. And when you remove it, the wound is gone, but there is a full, like, artistic rendition of a snipe curling from the shoulder down your left arm. And it is just humming with this yellow golden electricity. Carla's gonna kill me. (laughs) That's a future problem. I'll solve that when I have to deal with it later. Okay. Immediately goes to Ruby's crate, undoes, pulls out. (laughs) You've had a rough day too. Let's go to bed. Do you use the comfy couch or Whitaker's bed? (laughs) Comfy couch. Because dog on Whitaker's bed. Whitaker's bed is smashed. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's full of sawdust and splinters. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Actually, you're the first person, I think, to really look inside the trailer, aside from Felicity. It is a mess. This place is wrecked. There's like a cupboard door off one of its hinges. Faucet to the sink has been bent over. Like, it's in rough shape. R.I.P. Whitaker Mobile for the moment. There's a cool gun on the ground, though. Yeah, there's a gun just lying on the ground. (laughs) Looks like someone pretty dope had just used it. Yeah. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, as long as you, like, lash Ruby's lead to something, she can wander around the trailer if she wants to to get some water and food. But she mostly picks up on you wanting some company and spends the night either at the base of the pull-out couch bed or, like, snuggled up next to you. Um, Let's just follow up with Damien real quick. Damien, you saw Hugo move like a snipe just now. Yeah, that was super sick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you just follow him into the trailer to keep watch then? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Checking in with everyone else. Are you going to try something tonight? What's the plan? I want to try something tonight. Out of character, I think at the very least, we should put on the glasses and see what's going on if Ray appears to be asleep. I don't necessarily think that we should like go super hard, but we should at least look just to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whitaker will not take part in any seancing, but he will be awake. He's probably going to be researching the names he found in the email database while they do their thing and just sort of keeping an eye on them. Aiden will sit up with you, Whitaker, because she's not sleeping either. Do you want to roll investigate a mystery and do a little research on the names? Or? I don't want to detract from this. It's it's something we can like follow up on later because I, I this is more like background research stuff. Just make a note and like later on when you want, we can do like multiple checks and sort of like say that over the course of the trip, you have been looking into these characters or whatever. Yeah, but he does share with Aiden like, hey, these names are in here. Keep an eye out. 
Yeah. So she's aware of those now. And yeah, you guys wait for a while. Ray tosses and turns, but doesn't seem to be settling down. And you'll recall that the first drive, when you pick them up in the night at like 3 a.m., Aiden said that they stayed awake the whole time too. Shit. And then there was talk of Ray sleeping in the trailer. And that's why they were riding in the trailer with Felicity. But then you guys were attacked. And so they never actually did go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, at one point, Aiden will come over to Raven. Are you still up? Yeah, I'm still awake. I don't think she sleeps. I don't think so either. I forgot that when we were in the car, we all fell asleep and she didn't. What do you want to do? I feel like we should just check on them. Just to see what the spirit is doing. Do we still have the the glasses? Yeah, I'll go get them from Whitaker. Aiden goes, fetches the glasses, brings them over to you, uh, Raven. She like has them on momentarily and then hands them over to you. What do I see? Uh, Ray is just sort of curled up on the chair, looking like she's trying to sleep. And the blue ethereal form of the kitsune is just sitting in like the windowsill nook of this room. Their tails just sort of swishing calmly. Its gaze is always on Felicity, either staring at her if she's lying down or like if Felicity goes up and gets a drink of water, the fox eyes follow her. Can I see the glasses? Raven hands them over. You see what I described? The fox is keeping an eye contact on you. So I know I don't have magic right now. Can I still use magic? Um, You're putting me in a weird spot because you're not having magic was a choice that you made saying that Felicity was not going to use any. I don't have offensive magic. (laughs) That's what she's not using. Right. She's not trying to hurt people. Okay. So my thought process, my reasoning behind this was that I've already spoken with the kitsune once Mm -hmm. so if i speak with something that i don't share a language with and it's a kitsune again it would be easier or like different i guess i mean when you spoke to inari at the diner you were speaking to her in her human disguise and like you had no trouble communicating because inari spoke english the issue now is that there is no corporeal representation of this spirit and if you want to reach out and contact it somehow that is going to be magic that's magic yeah okay here's what i'm going to do i would like to approach it okay like i said it is sitting on sort of the windowsill as ray is curled up in the chair next to it and there's just that blue trails of ghostly energy connecting the two of them so i'm gonna i'm gonna go up to the windowsill please be careful felicity Shh. It's okay. She'll put out her hand like you do when you see if a dog is friendly. It regards you. Doesn't seem to like shift much other than to turn its head to look at you when you sit down. It does not approach to be like pet or anything, but it it goes from like sitting on its hind legs with its front legs extended to then kind of just lying down and folding its two front legs in a more down position uh, and still just keeps its gaze on you. Can I try to pet it? Yeah, if you want to. I would love to. Your hand just passes through its form. 
Okay, I figured. It's like petting smoke. There's nothing there to pet, really. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't flinch. It doesn't, like, pull away. It lets you pass through, but then it just reforms and, like, you didn't do anything. Hello? Ray peeks open one eye. Are you talking to me? Oh, no, I'm talking to the fox spirit that's attached to you. Don't worry, go back to sleep. Ray rolls their eyes and just (laughs) rolls over in the chair. Hello? It's not responding. It's not saying anything. I mean, you're not doing anything. Can somebody that uses magic please try to talk to this thing? Where's Hugo? Hugo's asleep. Yeah, but this is important. Aiden will kind of shake your shoulder, Raven. Do you want to try anything? Raven, talk to it. I I can try. I, I really don't know if this is a good time. You deal with spirits the most out of all of us. Hey, I deal with spirits quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a, in a magically talking to them sort of way. Ah. All right. Um, Raven's going to like ask for the, the glasses back. She's not going to do this without being able to see the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Here you go. Here are the glasses. God, I don't know what to do. Use magic. Speak with something that you don't share a language with. Go the distance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. I kind of feel like Hugo would want me to do this. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> no, I was, I was stuck between just straight up using magic or trying to use my deck. But I think I'm just going to go straight magic. I'm going to just try to communicate with this spirit. I think as as much as it would be cool to bring in another spirit, I don't want to overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. Raven can't do straight magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, roll. <laughs> um, I will say, though, that I, Raven's going to have her deck on her. Yeah, you could lay it out as a focus. I mean, if you want to, like, lay out cards for yourself you could try that i don't know if she's gonna take cards out it's gonna be kind of a focus because she doesn't really cast magic any other way and also potentially is kind of like a peace offering i want to say in case the spirit recognizes this deck as a magic item containing other spirits maybe the spirit will recognize this and be like oh this girl talks to spirits (laughs) i don't know we'll see she's doing her best all right well Use magic. Let's see how it goes. If this doesn't work, she's going to bed. Um, that's a six total. <laughs> okay. God. Good night, Raven. Do you want to use luck or do you want to let it be a failure? I'm letting that be a failure. Raven, you set the deck down and begin to try and communicate magically. Uh, You're not sure exactly how to do that, because like you said, you're always only ever summoning things from your deck of cards. But you try and clear your mind, you enter the same sort of headspace that you often do when you're trying to summon. And as Raven is sitting there, her hands start to glow and the deck starts to get some light within it. Does the deck look any different since Raven is wearing the glasses? Um, that's an interesting question. The deck uh, looks like a deck of cards at first, Raven. When you start to try and access your magic, if you glance down, the deck is glowing brightly. 
Um, have we ever talked about what Raven's like color of magic is? I don't know. I think it's a lot of times it's been kind of dependent on the spirit she's summoning. Do you want to pick a color right now? I have an idea, but yeah. What is it? I was going to say silver, like a silvery white. Ooh. When you start to tap into that magic, the deck begins to glow with that silvery white energy. And not just like the top card, not like in the middle. All of the cards are now as if they're made of that silvery white light. And Felicity, the well, you don't see this, but Raven, you see the Kitsune spirit has its eyes just still looking at Felicity. But once your deck lights up, it immediately turns its gaze to you and kind of rises in like a scared way or like an at attention kind of way at attention. Okay. It is definitely tensed and looking at you and you need to pick a glitch for your magic because you have a mixed success with it. This is why I don't do normal magic. Um, I kind of want to take one like totally out of left field. Hear me out. What if I take one harm? I love it. The fox spirit tenses and how's Raven respond to that? Is she a little nervous? I would think. I think she's a little bit nervous. I picture Raven kind of kneeling on the ground and had put the deck in front of her. And I think when the fox spirit kind of stands up, I think she isn't standing, but kind of like sits back up. So she's a little bit taller. She's like kind of mirroring it a little bit. Just yeah, like, oh, you're nervous. Okay, I'm also up here and a little nervous. I'll say this, Wendy, who was sitting up on the bed, when the fox spirit gets up, they hop down in front of you and pull a quill. Okay. And when that happens, the spirit of the fox is drawn into Ray's body and they burst into this blue flash and their face becomes the blue fireball with the white lights in the center of it. And they blast you back, Raven, with a burst of blue fire and you take one harm. All right, I deserve that. And uh, Felicity, you are knocked off the sill by this like sudden flash and, you know, burst of energy. And now this ghostly form of Ray is just floating in the air and kind of hovers over in front of Felicity and puts their hands out, looking defensive. Hey, 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 hey. Whitaker's gun is pulled. No. Aiden is full, her wings shoot out and is golden. No. Everybody calm down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We weren't trying to hurt you. We're just trying to figure out what you are. You don't need to protect me from these people. We were just trying to talk the same as we were doing with you before. And Raven's gonna try and put a hand on Wendy to get them to like stand down. Wendy does not stand down, uh, Raven. (laughs) That's fair. They're tense, but... uh, Can we maybe talk now? Uh, They don't turn and address you, Felicity. They address the rest of the room. And they say, I'm here to protect the conduit. The what? Why? Uh, You see the eyes shift over to you, Whitaker. They are under my protection. I will not let any harm come to them. Did someone send you? They don't answer you, Whitaker. That's a good try. If you had Dark Negotiator, maybe. Yeah. But you don't. I'll show you some dark negotiations. Bam, bam. 
No, that's aggressive negotiation. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you some dark negotiation. Turns the lights out. <laughs> I can keep going. We've got all night. Um, Raven's gonna ask, "How did you find us? How did you find Felicity?" I'm tethered to them. I'll find them until my mission is complete. How long have you been tethered? You haven't found me since, like, <laughs> listen, I've been in so much danger. I was only recently sent. It wasn't necessary before. It felt pretty fucking necessary. I don't know. Sent from, from where, from who? They don't answer Raven's question either. Are you Inari? The eyes keep shifting back and forth to everyone in the room. They look at you, Whitaker. We were once called that. Guys, we figured it out. We knew it. <laughs> we, we could guess. It's good to know for sure, though. What changed? When did you stop being an Ari? Whitaker, read a bad situation. I would love to read a bad situation. <laughs> um, it's a 12. When you ask what changed, the spirit's eyes flick over to Aiden and then back to you. It's the briefest of things, but you catch it. Were you ever in contact with someone named Zazel? They say, we are an enemy of the Demon Lords. Whitaker lowers his gun. Aiden also lowers her wings. But Aiden will speak up and she says, then we don't have to be enemies either. And the blue flamed spirit glances around, glances back at Felicity, looks at Raven, sees Windy, which you are like clutching to like keep from mm -hmm. <laughs> them firing off a wind quill in the middle of this motel. And they slowly nod and the blue glow starts to go away. And Ray's form is left kind of floating in the air and she just drops to the ground and kind of slumps over unconscious. Oh good, she's asleep. Oh my God, I messed that up so bad. <laughs> Raven, you can see once the blue flamed will-o'-wisp form of this ghost diminishes and Ray's form drops to the ground in that same blue wispy ecto, you know, material, the nine-tailed fox crawls back into the windowsill. And there's just, again, that tenderly connection between the two of them. Raven's going to look right at the fox spirit and apologize. I don't know if the spell is still up and it can understand me, but she's still going to say it. It looks at you and just nods once and then goes back to watching Felicity. Raven's going to try and scoop up Ray and put them back in the chair. Aiden will help you tuck them in and put a blanket over them. Yeah. I do have a question. Was Felicity able to hear all of that conversation or was it just between? The ghost was talking audibly. Everyone heard what was said. Okay. Amazing. Felicity raises her hand. Guys, what's a conduit? It's like a vessel. You channel some sort of higher power when you used your magic. So I'm God? More like, um, you know, in D&D, there are clerics. They're not gods, but they sort of channel godly power. Yep. That's maybe a little closer to it. But why, 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 uh, there's going to be more than one of me around. Why is it protecting me? Whitaker gives Aiden a sideways glance. Aiden has sat down on the edge of the bed after helping tuck Ray in. And she's just got her, like, you know, hand up to her chin thinking. She bites her lip and looks at you, Whitaker, and just says, 
I have no idea what it was talking about. Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden is not lying. All right. God damn it. You don't know. (laughs) I know, but I, I, as a player. Yeah. Raven's just going to like slide down to sit on the floor, like off of Mm -hmm. the bed where she was. Wendy comes and like nestles in your lap. Oh yeah. She's been holding Wendy, them like wiggling around trying to get out, just sits down and like just holds them. Mm-hmm. Felicity, your magic has historically had an interesting effect on demon magic, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If Inari was corrupted by Azazel, it is possible you might have helped free them from that corruption. That's my current hypothesis on the matter. Your magic interacts with demon magic in interesting ways. At least we've seen it do, do so with Damien, for example. But I... I made Damien... Sorry, Damien. I don't mean to say this about you, but I made Damien worse. You also freed him from the influence of Leviathan. You made him more than he was. Not technically worse. It's worse for the world. But for Damien, you made him stronger. What the fuck am I? I just... This is too much. This is too much, and Felicity's going to go into the other room. Okay. Eventually, you guys go to bed. It's clear to you all now that Ray slash this ghost are not likely a threat. Mm-hmm. But as to why they're here, who sent them, the thing they would not answer, that's still a mystery. That does not change the fact that you are all still on the run and have to keep moving. Unless there's anything you guys want to do or discuss in the morning at the motel, we will cut to potentially even a day or two later as you are on the road. Felicity sleeps in the other room alone. Hello, adventurers. I'm back doing the ad break, though I thought Brittany did a great job last time. Ever since PAX East, I've been speaking to the folks we met at the event, and I'm super excited about the things we're starting to plan together. You can help us make the most out of our new connections by continuing to share and talk about the show with people you know. If you've joined us through all 42 episodes so far, don't you want to talk to someone about all the crazy stuff that's happened? Letting people know that you enjoy our story and think they'd have fun listening too is the best way for us to welcome a new adventurer into the fold. The social media, the Patreon, that stuff is nice. And you can find links to both in the episode description. But the real magic happens when someone new gets to experience the start of our story way back at episode one, and then eventually join us in the present as new episodes publish. If you're one of those new listeners hearing this in the future, thank the friend that told you about us. And welcome. It's great having you along for the ride. Speaking of wild rides, our promo swap this week is with Thornvale. Yes, the Thornvale. If you're listening to us and haven't heard of them yet, you must be really good at not looking in the similar recommendations section of your podcast app. Thornvale just recently celebrated their third anniversary as a podcast. They're basically a cool older classmate monster of the week show that we look to and admire for all the stuff they've done to grow the genre and spread the word about this great game system. 
The Thornvale story is based on the setting from a book series by their keeper, Susanna. So if you're a sucker for well-established world lore, you'll have a great time right away. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. (laughs) 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 And truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh. three. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find Thornvale on Twitter at ThornvaleCast and check out their website, ThornvalePodcast.com. You can talk to the cast of Thornvale, the cast of the Storyteller Squad, and creators of lots of other podcasts over on the Cast Junkie Discord. There are a lot of Monster of the Week content creators and fans sharing ideas and talking about the different stories we're all telling. It's awesome. And in the realm of Discord, on our private fan server, our next streamed AMA is going to highlight Hugo, as played by the one and only Aday. If you join up for our Patreon, you could submit your questions and get some answers to all the secret Hugo lore you wish he would share with the other characters. And we have lots of fun sharing memes, reactions, and exclusive Patreon art over there as well. So what are you waiting for? A mysterious guiding force to send you there? Sadly, I'm the closest thing to that you're likely to get for now, and I've talked for far too long already. Take care, adventurers. We'll see you next time. all continue to travel do you bring ray along yes if they're willing it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a a role play conversation but it's definitely a conversation we have of like do you want to come with us you can hit eject right now and not come along anymore and we respect that when they come to which is early in the morning they are thankful for the night's rest that was a real comfy armchair and when you offer do you want to keep riding with us uh, they say, yeah, I've got questions now about myself and all this weird stuff you guys are into. So if you don't mind me tagging along and trying to figure it out as we go, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, also, we we definitely tell Damien and Hugo what happened. Oh, yeah. They're both aware. I yes. was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. Hugo, Damien, you're filled in. Uh, there is, however, something that Damien and Hugo are aware of. Does that get shared? Hugo says nothing, so that's all up to Damien. What would I know? You know that Hugo has super speed or moved like a snipe last night. Oh, though that's just a fun surprise for everyone. Damien wouldn't spoil that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Do you talk to Hugo about it in the morning at all and let him know that you know? Nah. Okay. God, us in secrets. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I enjoy seeing the magic power progression, so it's just, uh, ooh, cool, what's going to happen next? All right, fair enough. 
hey, we still got to figure out the Damien problem. What do you mean the Damien problem? It's fine. The Damien blessing. We got to get rid of the spark in Damien at some fucking point. Yeah. We got to figure out how. Damien's not exactly going to give it up willingly. I'll fucking beat it out of him if I have to. Come at me, old man. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly this whole like doing magic on people without them knowing is not working. There's a reason why I said stuff about asking permission. I'm just saying. No, that was very valid and I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that we tried. Yeah, I think it's clear that the only way we're drawing this thing out is if Felicity is surrounded by something dangerous. Yeah. All I know is that I'm fucking normal now, but I don't got to worry about shit. You normie. <laughs> You're a child of destiny. There's no normal. Uh, well, I'm, I'm as normal as I can be. All I'm going to say is that when you take one away from infinity, you still have infinity. Listen, I can't do magic. <laughs> You're sure as hell still going to try, though. I'm still going to try. <sighs> Why did I choose to be normal? This was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my whole life. There it is. I was waiting. I was like, you're going anti-magic? How could you do that? Be brutal. I don't have the stomach for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So you guys are on the road. Could I get a quick seating arrangement so I know who's driving and who's sitting where? If anyone else wants to drive, they can. But from here on out, I'm assuming Whitaker's default driver. You can be driving. Here's a strange thing. Felicity would like to be passenger seat. Poor Hugo's legs, but okay. Felicity's small. She can push her seat up. <laughs> That's true. And then Hugo can sit behind her, so he has the most leg room. <laughs> Man needs a lot of leg room these days. Those are some <laughs> fast puppies over there. <laughs> Those are some some strong legs. Hugo's calves looking tight. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Damien in the cup holder. Uh, Ruby in the back back seat in her crate. I think probably Ray is back there, chilling in the way back. That's fair. And then. It's up to you if you want the window seat or not, Raven. Um, She'll take the middle seat. She's probably going to be on her phone a bunch. All right. So you're driving along and Whitaker, you see a shape up ahead. It's large and green. And at first you're like, oh, someone's driving a tractor because it's moving pretty slowly. But as you get closer to the shape, it's clear this is not a tractor at all. There is this lumbering shape. It is covered in like a thick, scaly skin with horns and spikes coming out of it. It has a what looks like a bundle of like grocery bags slung over its shoulder, and it's just lumbering along. It's just this big creature. And you are not wearing your glasses. That was going to be my next question. If I put them on, does the scene change? Nope. Same creature. Just walking along. Yeah. Important to note, you guys are in Wisconsin at this time. Oh, boy. All right. Quick, someone Google Wisconsin (laughs) cryptids. Um, Yeah, Whitaker slows down the car. Are they coming towards us or are we... They're walking the same direction the car is going. Does anyone else react? You all can see it as you get closer. Get off Google, Raven. Can't tell me what to do. (laughs) All right, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. All right, I won't tell you, but I did. I think I found it. I'm very, (laughs) very proud of myself. Whitaker rolls the window down. Okay. You drive up alongside and this creature, which has a very wide face once you get out from behind it. Again, scaly, 
big teeth with like tusks and horns, like a longhorn steer and, and bright orange eyes with like a slit for a pupil. You pull alongside and it looks over, raises its other hand, which is not holding the bags of groceries. Hey, how the heck are you, dear guy? Oh, blessed be. Raven's just watching in <laughs> delight at this creature. Hey there, friend. You're um, you're on a public road. You know that? Oh yeah. Just uh, you know, I was headed over to the the flea farm to pick up some wax worms for my buddy Brian, and uh, well, I was already out, you know, getting Ethel a bingo, and then I stopped by Maria's to jumpstart her snowplow. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd head on over, pick up some stuff for uh, JC. She's working on her 4-H bacon project, so I wanted to grab her some eggs. All, all right. Um. Yep, you're very busy, very busy. Um, Not busy at all. Actually, he looks back <laughs> at your ruined trailer. It's like, you guys need a lift or something? You're looking a little banged up back there. Yes. Yeah, pull her over. Let me take a look for you. Now is Raven furiously allowed to Google this? Yes, if you want to. You yes, can use your searcher feature when you see a brand new cryptid to ask an investigative mystery question. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'll do. But we're calling it Googling. Make sure you cross that out on your sheet and just replace. <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> uh, but do you pull the car over, Whitaker? Whitaker, utterly nonplussed, slightly delighted even by this current situation, <laughs> does pull the car over. Okay. This is very related. I would like to ask, what can it do? What can it do? What can't it do? That's true. He seems like a very busy person. Interesting. He seemed like he was about to, to look over the trailer. I just figured maybe this is part of his skill set. And I just like to know what can he do? Yeah, I mean, he he, he looks around the back. And, you know, he's kind of, oh, yeah, that's not going to buff out anytime soon. I'll have to take that in and have somebody look at it. Or, you know, I got some tools in my garage. Probably we could work on that for you. Uh, let me see. Hey, pop the hood for me there, would you, fella? <laughs> Goes around to the front of the truck. I love this person. Uh, Whitaker, blinking. Um, listen, he's had a rough couple days, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, pops the hood. Okay, pops the hood open. Is this a? So is that your question, uh, Raven? Is what can it do? I just want to know what can it do. Okay. Uh, seems like it knows its way around cars. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he peeks over the hood every once in a while because he's big, right? This is like an eight foot tall, thick and wide creature with a long tail. And he peeks his way over the hood and he says, you know, your fluids are a little low there. We should top you off with a quick trip. It's about a half mile up there in the Rhinelander. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. What do I owe you? Oh, please. Happy to help out. I'm the Hodag. Nice to meet you all. I don't know what that is. I will go anywhere with him. I'm so happy. Raven, to answer your question, if you continue to Google what a hodag can do, you find out that the late summer sunset stole its color from the hodag's eyes. You can tell just by it being near the car that the hodag smells exactly like pine scented car freshener. I love it. That's so much more information than I got when I Googled it. <laughs> the, the one article I found was really short and really boring. I just got a great picture of it and like a description and then cut this out. But then how people found out he was a hoax by some guy. <laughs> and that's all I got. I didn't learn any of the fun facts about it. That was the Eastie cover story for it. Yeah. You have to look at the infographic. Mm-hmm. 
he says, yeah, no, you're definitely not going to want to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> your radiator's got a freaking rock through it because debris from the car chase. <laughs> he says, uh, I'm going to hitch you up to me and we'll get her towed into town and, and we'll take her from there. Yeah. Sound, sound good to you guys? Into town? Yeah, up into Rhinelander. Y- you in town. Oh yeah, my buddy Ed over at the at the Quick Trip, he'll get you he'll get you sorted, and, and at least he'll top off the fluids. We'll get you back to my place, then we can put her on my uh, my lift, and we'll take a look at the undercarriage, get you straightened out there. You guys are from out of state. You're out west, huh? That's nice. Which which uh, brings you to Wisconsin? Leisure. It's a road trip. Oh, that's real nice. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, hey, I don't know what uh, did this to your back end, but you gotta watch for deer out here, okay? They'll uh, they'll jump right out in front of you. Oh yeah, big old deer. Uh, hey, buddy, I have a quick question for you since we're heading into town. Oh, hey, little guy. What's up? <laughs> hey, uh, am I going to be able to be a nice green little guy or should I disguise up when I'm around other people there? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I mean, folks in Rhineland are like, they're pretty friendly. So uh, it's up to you. OK, just because, you know, you don't look like a normal human being. So I was curious, do you typically disguise yourself? Uh, respectfully, no, I am a hodag, so, uh, not a human at all, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Just confirming, thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, what, 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 what can I do for you, miss? Do you have a name, or are you just the hodag? Uh, well, uh, my Christian name is the hodag, so, uh, that's generally what I go by. But, uh, yeah, you can call me just hodag, you don't have to include the the on there if, if you don't feel like it. All right. I just wanted to make sure, like, that was your name and not, like, your species of being. Bit of both, to be honest. Are you the only one? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Wow. Okay. Can I ride on your back? Listen, you can't just ask if you can ride on someone's <laughs> back. Yes, that's, that's exceedingly impolite of you. Aiden just buries her face in her hands. She's just like, <laughs> hand embarrassment. Where am I supposed to go? He's towing our car. Oh, you can just ride in the cab. That's fine. Tell you what, actually, there's a Culver's on the way. If you guys want some uh, food, we'll stop by and get a... Uh, okay. I think they got walleye in season. We'll have to check. What do you say, guys? Detour? Is it a detour if we don't have anywhere to go? It's a fun detour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. We might as well get the truck fixed up, make sure it's it's good to get back on the road, and stop and get some lunch. Is your door missing off your trailer there, mister? Sure is. Yes, it is. It's a moose. You wouldn't believe the antlers on those things. Just rip your trailer door right off. Oh, yeah, definitely. You get a moose, your car's liable to go ass over tea kettle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we made it, and we're here, and we got to meet you. You are being exceptionally generous with us. Thank you. Hey, welcome to Wisconsin. God. Alrighty. Hate uh, that the truth. Hooks <laughs> you guys up on the, the spike on the back of his tail and gets down onto all fours. He does ask if you guys could hold the groceries. Oh, sorry. Don't mean to uh, impose, but if you could hang on to these for me so I can just drop them off at Brian's place. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just got to squeeze this right past you. He says passing like the <laughs> <laughs> groceries in the window. What kind of groceries does he have? Is it regular people groceries? Yeah. God. It says fleet and farm on the bags. Wow. There's some like paracord. There's a small canister that says wax worms on the top. It looks like fishing bait. There's a couple of like lures. There's a package of bratwurst and some rolls. 
There is a pair of work gloves and other odds and ends that you would need for like cleaning or running errands, that kind of thing. Natalie, how long did you study for this role? How many hours were put into months? (laughs) (laughs) I will say there's some very helpful infographics on the Hodag online. You guys have no idea how excited I've been about introducing the Hodag. I (laughs) adore him. I love him so much. It's incredible work. Yep, it's great. He is amazing. I would die for him already. (laughs) I cannot take 100% credit. This is my best impression of a comedian from Wisconsin. His name's Charlie Behrens. Look him up on YouTube. It's really great stuff. Charlie, I asked if you wanted to be a guest. I assume you were busy, but hey, (laughs) thanks for all the inspiration. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? Oh, he's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. So yeah, uh, you guys are hitched along by the Hodag, who is now like walking on all fours and his tail is just kind of jacked up like a a winch on a truck. Uh, So the the truck you guys are all in is actually elevated a little bit, but he's towing you along. There's just so much I'm curious about. (laughs) You guys pass by some local businesses. There's someone out on like a rider mower, like mowing the front of their very large property. Uh, Hodag gives a wave. The guy on the tractor just like tips his baseball cap and keeps riding on his mower. Oh, they're just fucking chill with this, aren't they? Raven's going to lean forward in the car and talk to Whittaker and be like, so you, you see, he's like a giant. You just see him, right? He's not like glamored like a human. No. I... That's awesome. This is a huge security risk. You pass by a mail truck and the woman inside is like delivering a package, but it's like pretty heavy. And he's like, oh, hang on one second. Lowers the truck down, goes over, takes the package. How you doing there, Marie? Oh, Hodag, good to see you. How's it going? He's like, oh, not bad, not bad. Let me get that for you. Yeah, don't throw your back out. Gosh, you work so hard all day. Uh, <laughs> like carries the package up to someone else's front porch. They like open the door. Hodag, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just giving Marie a hand with this heavy package. What are you ordering? Oh, it's this new CrossFit equipment. <laughs> really? Oh, well, good luck with that. Hey, uh, summer's coming. You come on down to the property. We'll get you out there doing rowing on the on the lake. And the guy like, takes the package. He's like, hey, thanks, Hodag. Good to see you, Marie. Yeah, good to see you too. All right, yeah, tell your folks I says hi. Uh, Marie gets back into the mail truck and she says, uh, thanks ever so much helping me with my snowblower there, Hodag. He's like, oh yeah, of course. Hey, it's almost late June, but you never can tell. <laughs> it is Wisconsin. And she she's like, who are your friends? Oh, just some out of towners. We're going to get their, uh, you know, vehicle hooked up with some, uh, repairs and, and hey, maybe we'll have a fish fry. I'll let you know. Mail truck drives away. You guys wander into Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Can we stay here forever? <laughs> yeah, I never want to leave. <laughs> Just kidding. The demons will find us. We can't stay here forever. We have to get out of here as soon as we're done. Uh huh. We can't damn these people like that. <laughs> we can't doom them. But my God, we can stay for the afternoon and then get out of town. We'll come back when it's all over. Hodag, uh, he does pull up to a Culver's and says, anybody want anything? Yeah, drink. Oh, they got the best shakes. Yeah, here, hang on. He takes you through the drive-thru. <laughs> no checks for everyone. Uh, you hear him on the radio, like, or the, the drive-thru. Hodag, how you doing? What can we do for you today? Uh, yeah, Mickey, can I, uh, you guys got that walleye sandwich? No, sorry, not right now, Hodag. I gotcha, gotcha. It must be a Lent thing. Okay, well, hey, uh, uh, how many of you guys are there? You can't see one, two, three, four. 
Uh, eight chocolate shakes, and uh, you guys want any squeakers? Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Dear God, what is that? Can't go wrong with a shake and squeakers. That's what I say. All right. Yeah. Three orders of squeakers, like a couple, two, three orders. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, throw a, throw a Culver's burger in there for me. All right, Hood Egg. That'll be $27.89. Drive right up. You got it there, Mickey. Thanks. We have to pay for this. Yeah, no, I, I got that one. I got that one. Do you call that forward to him? Before he gets up to the window, like... Mr. Hodag, I, I, I got this. They, thank you so much for your help, but I, I got this one. It's on, on Oh, me. no, please. I couldn't possibly make no, you No, you've been so that. kind to us and so generous. Please, please, let me let me do this for you. No, please, I insist. Hey, it's not going to kill you. No, listen, I got this for sure. <laughs> you can't out-nice a person from Wisconsin. <laughs> Can we tip the drive through people? Yeah, we tip. We tip really well. We gotta do something. You can tip them if you want to. Damn right. But yeah, he gets a, you know, a carton of shakes and hands that back to you. Oh, and, so uh, the squeakers are fried cheese curds. Yes! That's what I was hoping for. Uh, Whitaker can't eat any of this. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I forgot! Uh, well, anyway, you have a chocolate <laughs> shake if you want to sip at it, Whitaker. I have one single fried cheese curd, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gotta, you got to experience it. You got to experience it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, Hodag chomps down his burger in a single gulp. He does, like, take the drink cardboard thingy. He has the one shake in that. And once you guys take all your shakes, he takes that carton and just stabs it onto one of his horns. So it kind of like sits up there like a cup holder on himself. Uh, and he just kind of keeps mulling through town. You pass by a couple other places. People who are taking walks wave. And, you know, Hodag knows everybody in town. Uh, and they all know him and seem unfazed and glad to see their pal. <laughs> so. <laughs> so weird. This is wild. Why can't everywhere be like this? This is Aiden in the back. <laughs> I love the hodag. That's all I have to say. I don't know anything else to say right now. I am shocked and I never want to leave. Well, we have to leave eventually, but like... But we could come back after it's all blown over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's very nice. That would be nice. How has no one ever heard of him? Has the Eastie Agency ever heard of the Hodag? I made the joke about the hoax thing. Uh, is that canon? Is that a thing? Have, has the Eastie Agency actually heard of the Hodag? You, in your time at the agency, have not heard of the Hodag, Whitaker. The whole town's keeping the secret. Wow. You guys wander through town. You pass Rhinelander High School, where there is a statue of the Hodag out front. This is true. It's really there. And you can see, like, you know, big grinning Hodag statue. How long have you been here for? You seem so integral to the community. Uh, I've been here for quite a while. Uh, turn of the century, I'd say. Which century? Uh, 1900. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. You see, he like acts kind of bashful as he passes by the statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very good likeness. 
it's really it's flattering is what it is honestly i'm like 38 tons heavier than that but i mean you know whatever <laughs> so humble they did get my eyes i i'll give them that though. they they got my eyes real good there yep um and keeps going you pass a park it says hodag park there's a sign that says like hodag county festival and the like dates for like later in the summer this town is all about the hodag and he pulls around you're going by the water and eventually he stops outside a little lakeside lodge kind of house it's white with red roof i'll send a picture later actually you know what i'll pop on discord for a second and just give you guys some some reference there's hodag Oh, yeah. It's good, right? That's He's good. just so cute. He's so friendly looking, despite being mostly claws and spikes. Oh, these this infographic is great. Thank you, Brittany. I've just been reading all of them absolutely delighted and wanting to ask about some of them, but also not wanting to spoil it if you were going to use any of these. I don't know how like well-known these particular facts are. You can you can talk to the Hodag, but like don't ask any leading questions, yeah. right? Yeah, no. I, I don't want to. I want to be surprised and delighted as I have been for the last like 30 minutes. This is so good. Oh, I'm so glad. I've had this treat planned for y'all for such a long time. <laughs> it's a cute house. Um. All right. So yeah, Hodeg pulls up and he's like, yeah, welcome to my house. Uh, make yourselves at home. Yeah, uh, we got the mud room. So kick your boots off if you're going in, you know, to the kitchen and the living room there. Uh, if you're tired, you know, you can sit down on the Davenport. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do about getting your, uh, truck fixed up. Uh, if you want, there's, uh, liquor in the cabinet. We can make some old fashions or, you know, depending on your, how you're feeling, we could do bloodies. Uh, it's up to y'all. Andy's a party animal. This is like mid-afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> He's so big, it doesn't affect him at all. He just likes the taste. That's true. <laughs> do you have water? Oh uh, yeah, water right from the tap. That's fine for you. I'll take some water for right now. Maybe maybe a couple drinks, you know, later on. Sure. Th- thank you. Uh, and you see he goes into like his garage and just starts like putting tools in a little tool box to bring over and start taking a look at things. You mind if I ask you a few questions while you work? Hey, I'm going to need a pair of hands. So if you don't mind, give me a you know, couple, two, three hands to help out. That'd be great. Listen, I know it looks bad, but uh, we'll, we'll have you fixed up real nice and quick once. Yeah, uh, goodness. Thank you again for the help there. So it's really not an issue you being sort of out and about with mundane folk. Uh, well, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm a pretty friendly fella and, uh, you know, I like like to think I get along with folks. So, uh, you know, uh, that is abundantly clear. Um, I'll tell you what, if a fib drives by, I maybe get a little <laughs> testy, but, uh, you know. Uh, right. Of, of course. Who wouldn't? I mean, they just, they never wave when they go by, you know? It's like, gee, throw me the finger, why don't you, guy? <laughs> Jesus. All right, one sec, sorry, I gotta get back in character. I tell you what, if you stop at a four-way, doesn't mean you gotta be the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, um, I hope you understand, Mr. Hodak, this is a very unusual sort of situation in comparison to the rest of, well, at least the United States and in many parts of the world. You know, I bet if you were in New York, they probably wouldn't have pulled you over to help you fix your car. Don't even get me started on Jersey. Do you, um... And Chicago? Forget about it. Jesus. 
I just have Natalie do this all night. <laughs> I'm happy to. <laughs> I've prepped for this. <laughs> um, right. Uh, do you get a lot of uh, out of towners coming through here? Uh, not too many. No, not 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 too many. Most people, if they're here, they're they're over by the the bigger lake. You know, Boom Lake. I mean, it's kind of my claim to fame. People say, uh, oh, you know. Made it by jumping in a puddle. Now, that's a bit of a brag. It was a much smaller lake, but uh, yeah. Did you say Boom Lake? Boom Lake, which is the lake that this peninsula where his house is situated on. Gotcha. Do you do a lot of interaction with out-of-towners? I'm wondering if this is... Obviously, the people here seem very um, at ease with you. I'm wondering if you get the same reaction from people who haven't known you for all their lives. I mean, sometimes we get some people up from Sheboygan or, you know, way down south like Cudahy. But uh, yeah, I mean, generally I I stick local and uh, I get a cousin over in Kenosha who sometimes comes up for the uh, annual St. Ignatius pub crawl. A A cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Is your cousin also? Thrice removed, at least. Okay. So, so, so not, not quite the hodag sort of. Nah. One of a kind, they say. All right. Well, we can say Whitaker and the Hotag continue in this fashion <laughs> for some time. Yep. You chat a bit. Uh, you know, he's taking sips from his shake every once in a while, snacking on the cheese curds with you. What do the rest of you do? It's very peaceful and quiet here. Raven's been sitting in the grass playing with Wendy close enough to hear the conversation with Whitaker and the Hodag in case they need another hand, but just kind of hanging out and enjoying sitting in the grass. Wendy's hopping around. They're loving it here. It's quiet. It's very peaceful. You can hear birds out on the lake. And Aiden, uh, I have a question for you. This Hodag guy seems to be just the epitome of nice and kind and friendly, and it's completely unmatched. <laughs> so my question to you is like, what happened to you, and how can we prevent it from happening to him? Um, where is this conversation taking place? Uh, where is it taking place, Damien? It can happen wherever. I wasn't picky. Like around a bunch of other people, or? <laughs> um, uh, no, I guess probably not. I feel like she's probably just like admiring his garden. He's got yeah. like a vegetable garden out front, and is like, looking oh, Aiden at it. would be in the garden. Yeah. yeah, that's the perfect time for Damien to show up. Okay. Yeah. She's just looking at like his vegetables and like admiring his tomato trellises and stuff. And, and you come over and ask this question. And she was like, she looked like she was in a good mood. And you say, whatever happened to you? And how do we stop it? And she just like sighs and gets up and doesn't like turn to look or like speak to you face to face. But she just mutters, fuck off, Damien. And wanders away from you. Hugo, what are you up to? Just thinking about fish fry. Yeah, okay. It's all about that <laughs> fish fry now. Do you head into the Hodag's kitchen? Yeah, you, you can learn a lot about a person by what's in the pantry, so let's go take a look. Sure. There's um, like three gallons of milk, uh, all from local Wisconsin dairy farms. There's big bags of various cheese curds. There's packages of like hamburgers, hot dogs, bratwurst looks like in the like the top freezer portion there's a lot of frozen 
salmon and different sorts of white fish. Some of it looks like it's maybe just like been put in a Ziploc bag and frozen and others look like it's got from like a, an official fishery. There's some horseradish and hot sauce and looks like vegetables from the vegetable garden. There's like a big thing of rhubarb in one corner wrapped in plastic. And other than that, just like condiments and things. It looks like there's some strawberry jam. It's it's definitely homemade. It's in like a mason jar versus like a store-bought thing with a label. And a uh, few six packs of different types of beer. Uh, there's a, a brand called Stevens Point. Uh, there's also one called New Glarus. There's a couple bottles of vodka that are in the cooler section. And then in like a cabinet nearby, there's a couple different types of brandy and just like other spirits for making mixed drinks and that kind of thing. There's a big bottle of V8 in the fridge. <laughs> this is so dumb. It has nothing to do with anything. But does he have spotted cow beer? Uh, Sure. He's got a bottle or two. It's just like the most middle of the road, delicious, like light beer specifically from mm-hmm. Wisconsin and people in Wisconsin love it. And I had it once and it was amazing. Oh, nice. You can't get it around here. <laughs> it would just make me happy to know he's just got some in his fridge. And and just for Charlie, there's a six pack of Keeper Moving beer also. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always stocked up in case some friends come by. In case people come by. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have, have a couple, two, three beers. So that's what's in the fridge. There's a bunch of lemons for like squeezing on white fish and like breadcrumbs. And <laughs> okay. He's all right. Uh, he actually comes inside and like has basically a bucket in the sink that he fills up and then just like drinks out of like a mug. But he says, uh, uh, if you want to look at anything else, I got a, a meat freezer in the garage. You can go check out if I've got anything left over in there. Otherwise, like I, I just picked up a few couple packages of brats there over at uh, the Fleet and Farm. So, you know what? That all sounds really good. Like really, really good. You you a kitchen guy? I've dabbled a little bit. It's been a while. Uh, he points at a couple of the beers and he says, you have a couple of those and you'll be a kitchen guy for sure. Put you in charge. Yeah, make up us a menu tonight. I'm going to keep working on your, your your friend's vehicle there. And the process begins. Awesome. Delightful. Ray leaves the truck and goes, and there are some like picnic benches around a little fire that kind of outlooks the water. And she just walks over and sits and looks out at the lake. I've got to go over to Ray. Okay. Especially after hearing what people were saying the other night. <laughs> hey, Ray, uh, it's Mike. How are you? And you're still a slime. Yes. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, I just wanted to be clear on you know where I stand. You can see that I've got this sort of like glowing spark inside, and Damon's going to sort of focus so it glows a little bit. Uh, I'm on the the good guys' side because I've got this. So, so we're 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 good. Uh, yeah. I guess so. You've been doing a good job with the radio. So that's that's been nice. Thank you. I was going to assume this fine fellow had a, a large speaker set up and there's probably some good Wisconsin radio stations. I was going to go get those going. But uh, welcome aboard. I'm uh, I'm glad you're on the same team. It's nice to be a part of a team. Well, we're happy to have you. Thanks. And they kind of just awkwardly like go to like pat your slimy head. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? That was weird. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, that was. Thank you. Oh. 
then Damien will slide off. Okay. Uh, that evening, you can let people know when food is ready. What do you make for everyone? Okay, so we take some amount of the brats and season them. Well, we're going to dunk them in one of the various types of beer that's there, just because you have to give it some some quality flavor. Let it sink in. Going to put those on the grill. Going to try to see what vegetables there are. Just to make sure there's something of that element. Uh, when you start to cook the bratwurst, the hodag, like, ah, <laughs> oh, man after my own art. Hold this wrench here, Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> just as you, like, hold something. I'll be right back. He shuffles over to his vegetable garden uh, and he calls inside. Uh, Hugo, it was? Yeah. Yep. What's up? We got like a bumper crop of zucchini out here. You you want a couple of those for tonight? Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. Fantastic. And he scoops up a bunch of zucchini with his big mitt and <laughs> puts them in a little basket by the edge of the garden and then like hands it to you through the window of the kitchen. Grabbed instantly. Starts adding salt, pepper. Cayenne mm-hmm. to some stuff. It's it's quality. Yeah. All right. He also ends up going back to the trailer at one point, opening up a box that he has, pulling out some of his own seasonings, and goes back in. Very nice. A couple times when you're moving in, you know, the kitchen, Hugo, you speed step unexpectedly, uh, and you have to like catch a bowl of seasoning you know that you like jostle a little too much when you like make these like sudden bursts of snipe speed and he swears under his breath every single time yep whitaker why don't you roll act under pressure it's an 11 11 you and the hodag are working and it's odd because the hodag is constantly like having you hold something for him or like put pressure on a thing or like just plug that in there. And as he's working, right, you're you're like kind of just taken in by his like demeanor and his charm. And you're not really like paying close attention to what he's doing. But as you work throughout the afternoon, he talks to you all about the strawberry shortcake festival that like was a really nice time. Different friends of his in town, his like rhubarb pie, which is like famous in the county. And It gets to be, you know, later in the day, the sun's going down, dapples oranges and reds across the lake. And he has like a a rag that he's like kept on one of his tusks. And he takes that, wipes the sweat off his brow and uh, steps back and he says, Well, I say that's looking a mite there better, eh? What'd you say? And the trailer and the truck are whole again. What the fuck? Hey, watch your language, Dare. Sorry. But good job helping out today. Uh, you did real good work there. Uh, wow. Um, I did not expect that to happen as quickly as it did. Hey, you know, you, you put your mind to something, you just get that nose right on the grindstone, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. Uh, you're fascinating, is what you are. You're positively fascinating. Ah, uh, you know, everybody's got a story, eh? Let's share a couple over some brats. Sounds like your friend's cooking up a storm in there. Yeah. How do you feel about a brandy old-fashioned? That, hey, that would be everything I need right about now. Come on in. We'll make one up for you. Uh, and so I will go and make you a drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted and charmed by this wonderful creature. At some point, Raven went into the trailer and started, like, tidying up. I know we kind of hadn't really done that much. I'm sure there was nothing flying around, but she's going to try and 
you know, borrow a screwdriver so she can get the cabinet door back on. Yeah, and, and Hodag has tools he can lend you. Yeah, just little stuff to try and fix it up a little bit. He he comes and checks on you every once in a while. And he's like, oh, you're doing such a good job. Hey, here, use this. And he'll hand you like a wrench or something and like you're just going and you get caught up in like his encouragement and his nice words, you know, being like, all right, don't pull too hard. You're going to throw out your back. And yeah, you finish up. Aiden's happy to help you. And again, right around the time that like Hodag is like polishing the back fender of the trailer where it got smashed in. It's fine now. And you and Aiden look around and you've fixed up the interior as well. Yay. I'm so glad. But yeah, Raymond's totally heading inside if they're if they're done with the, the truck and the trailer. Yeah, I mean Hodag, he he's got a porch that you all can sit on and enjoy your, your drinks as you watch the sunset and the lightning bugs come out into the grass. <laughs> Hodag says, uh, you guys are lucky the skeeters aren't out in force quite yet. Those things will suck you dry. You know we call them the state bird? A little tongue in cheek there, but you know. <laughs> Anyway, keep her moving. I would die for this creature. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody want a new Glarus or are we good on uh, the old fashions? I can cook up some Bloody Marys for you if you're in the mood for something a little spicy. Um, I think I'm good with my old fashioned right now. Thank you, Hodag. All right. Best brandy in the States, I say. It's very tasty. It's good stuff. And you guys, you have a lovely dinner. Uh, Ray's happy to have the food. Uh, it's really delicious. You go get a... Did a great job. How's Ray taking in the hodag? Ray is sort of in a state of like, sure, why not? At this point with weird stuff. Like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're a little dazed, I think, just in general, like a bit out of it as they like are trying to wrestle with like their own inability to remember their identity and stuff. But uh, night comes. Hodag shows you all that he's got guest rooms available if you want to, you know, Sleep in a bed by yourself. He, he says, uh, I know we got your trailer all fixed up, but uh, please, someone should take my bed. It's so comfortable. I'll just pitch a tent out in the backyard or something. No. <laughs> Whitaker shoots a glance at everyone. No one is allowed. How big is his bed? It's a double king. It's so big. Hodag, listen, you've been so nice to us. I literally cannot take your bed. I don't think anybody here can take your bed. Oh, please, I insist. I mean, it's softer, honestly. I'd love to sleep under the stars, unless you would, in which case I can pet, I can set up a tent for you, too. You know, if, if you're into the whole camping thing, we I got plenty of tents. We could set those up. So, if, listen, I know, it's not the greatest bed. So I'll take the bed if you don't think it's going to be good for you. Hey, Hodag, uh, <laughs> listen. Hey. <laughs> Our trailer is fixed now. Yep. We'll sleep in our trailer. Oh, please. It's not that big of a deal. You got to sleep in those beds all the time. You should have something you can really stretch out on, you know, get your spine aligned or something. You don't want to be hunched over all the time traveling that tiny truck. We can take the guest rooms. That would be amazing and absurdly generous of you. So it's my honor. So it's a treat to have people over. You know, it's hard to get good company these days. Everyone's so busy and stuff. We're delighted to be here. And so you guys can stay in the Hodag's guest rooms. Is, is there anything else we'd like to talk about tonight? Yeah. Do you guys want to talk in the guest room a little bit or figure out what you're doing next? Damien's going to have to convince people to try to leave this little piece of paradise. <laughs> yeah. Part of me doesn't want to talk about anything like serious while we're here. It's like, let's just, you know, we can talk about it in the car tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a nice night. Nice night. Play some truth or dare. 
that. Why would you bring that up, Emery? Yes. <laughs> Felicity is feeling her one drink. Uh-huh. And she's ready for some truth or dare. All right. <laughs> Rapid fire. We'll do a quick round of truth or dare. Hugo, least favorite and most favorite Whispered members. That's Ooh. not how the game works, Whitaker. No, 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 no. Let him talk. <laughs> really? I won't tell them. I'm not recording anything. I'm just genuinely curious. <sighs> least favorite and most favorite? Fine. Most favorite? Rhea. Least favorite? Myself. Guy go bad. God damn it. I knew Ooh. it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Hugo, for what it's worth, you're my favorite Whispered member. Mine too. We need to introduce you guys to some more Whispered members then. I feel like the tiger person is probably my favorite whisper. It's a solid choice. Who was the tiger person again, Hugo? Zuri. Zuri. No, yeah. That's my favorite whispered member. Sorry, Hugo. You're not a tiger. All right, truth or dare? Uh, Ray will pipe up. Dare. Okay. Go dip your toes in the lake and come back. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> Kick off their shoes and go running down to the lakeside. I was going to say jump in, but I feel bad. That's a lot. <laughs> I bet they totally would have. Ray splashes into the lake, turns around and comes back. Whew, it's uh, colder than I thought, but... Uh, we, give a, we give a good-hearted cheer. Like, yeah, you did it! Woo! Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody else? Should dare Whitaker to paint the truck. Paint the truck? <laughs> I feel like we don't have the materials for that right now, Damien. Hodag has the materials. Don't we want to stay inconspicuous? <laughs> I'll go next. Truth. Biggest irrational fear. You already know this. It's dinosaurs. Ask another oh, one. Oh, sorry. That was... All right, all right. Have you seen any of our futures? I don't really see the future. If it's not, what's going to happen to me next? You've definitely seen the future before. I've seen my own future. I don't think that I've seen anybody else's. You get hunches sometimes that someone might be in trouble, but you don't get like a vision of it. Yeah. If you could trade places with anyone here, who would it be? I feel like that's an easy question. Oh, yeah, of course. The Hodag. <laughs> any one of us would pick <laughs> yeah. the Hodag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a good question, though. Why do I get three truths? What the heck's up with this? We're trying to find a good truth question for you. These are all softballs. All right. Throw me a hardball. Do it. Do you think you got into a relationship with Mira a little too quick? This is still really easy. No. Wow. She's perfect. Oh, unfazable Felicity. I'm honest with you guys all the time. I don't know what to tell you. Aiden just finishes her old fashioned and puts it down <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Raven gives Aiden a look like, yeah, I know. I know. Come on, guys. A hard one. Let's go. Do you regret chopping your hair off? Never. Next. It's not our fault. You're an open book, Felicity. <laughs> Aiden looks at you, Felicity, and she says, are you ever going to use your magic again? <gasps> Good one. <sighs> Maybe. I feel like I just need some time. That makes sense. But I, I don't know, even when I decide to use it again, if I'll ever use it to hurt people. Is Felicity telling the truth? Yes. Aiden, truth or dare? She looks at her empty glass and goes, dare. <laughs> Why are you bleeding recently? That's a truth. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got too excited for my question. I jumped the gun. What's the dare? Someone help me think of something. Bamp your wings out in front of Ray. I did. Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys threw me all softballs, too. I'm just... Aiden, try to make the hodag angry. She looks at you betrayed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's our host, Whitaker. I know, but I You're have... staying here, Whitaker. I, all right, maybe I don't not. think it's possible. Right, see, that's what I'm thinking. There's no way he could ever be upset. I guess you could not wave at him as you drive by. <laughs> that's true. You might as well be flipping him the bird. Y- you may as well just be <laughs> from Jersey. Just don't wave. You might as well be from Chicago. Go tell the Hodag you're from Jersey. <laughs> tell the Hodag that you're a Chicago Cubs fan. Oh no. Oh no, yeah, both of those. Do it, do it, do it. She shakes her head and goes over to Whitaker, takes your old fashioned <laughs> down. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And oh, then she goes over to Hodag. He he's just in his living room, like watching a game. Uh and it is a football game. And she comes over and it's like, uh, Hodag, I uh, just had a uh, question for you. Oh yeah, what's well, how can I help you there, Miss Aiden? You know, uh, I see you're watching the game. Um, gosh, you could make it a Cubs game. No, that's that's the thing though, Aiden. Okay. She she like she has it mixed up. She goes, uh, how about the Cubs? <laughs> and Hodag just like slowly sits his beer down. And he looks at her, he says, Now, I don't want to be rude by laughing, but I mean, what about him? (laughs) I love the whole egg! So savage. And she just goes, Yeah, that's a a solid point. Um, Say it's your favorite. Say they're your favorite. She she just like waves her hand at you back in the room, like shh. I don't know. I think this is scary enough. Actually, we could stop here. She's like, I'm I'm gonna get some air. She's like, oh, you are in some company. He puts the show. He puts like TiVo on, <laughs> like follows her outside oh on the God. porch. And so now she's just like out there staring up the sky, like, <sighs> okay. And he like takes a he like licks his finger and holds it up. Mmm, yeah. Looks like she might rain pretty good there tonight. Sorry about that. And she's like, you're sorry it's going to rain? I, I don't think you're in charge of the weather. Well, I know I can't help the weather, but it uh, doesn't mean I don't have to be sorry about it. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, man. So she just like pats him on his shoulders. Like, well, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so she wanders back in. She's just like, oh my gosh. I love him so much. Uh, You guys all eventually settle into bed. And when you wake the next morning, you see there is a little note on the kitchen counter that says, I've gone into town to pick up a few things for a fish fry. Make yourselves comfortable and uh, I'll come back. We'll we'll go fishing this afternoon, catch something to eat. I love him. So Hodag went to get fishing lures and, and like poles for you guys. <laughs> yeah, let's let's stay another day. Just just one more. I was about to say, as much as it pains me, do we plan on staying here longer? Is it safe for us to stay here longer? I think we could do one more night. We're in the middle of nowhere. 
as long as we promise to head out first thing tomorrow morning, I think we're okay. Sounds okay to me. Damien, you still got that talisman? Yup. All right. You guys have brunch of some sort, I guess. Hodag comes back. He's got like a bunch of extra fishing poles, a bag full of different types of bait and lures. He says, I thought I'd take some of you out on the water if a few of those others don't mind setting up for the fish fry this evening. You guys slept in pretty uh, pretty late, so I figured I'd go do some chores while you were resting. How was the bed? It was wonderful. We made breakfast. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so he'll have some of the eggs or whatever. He reaches into his fridge and just starts like making a Bloody Mary. <laughs> I know it's 1130, but you got to get your servants of vegetables in somehow. What an icon. <laughs> Anybody want one? I'm all set, but thank you for offering. Raven will take one, but specify like half the amount of alcohol he would normally put in it. Like go real late, but she'll she'll have one. Aiden is like holding her head and she's like, I would love a Bloody Mary. <laughs> no, actually, Whitaker puts an arm from Aiden, you do not get a Bloody Mary. It's supposed to be good for your hangover, right? Well, in sort of in the sense that, yeah. Aiden can have a, a virgin Bloody Mary. I would also like some spicy tomato juice, please. All right, here. I mean, you get out uh, that lemon and squeeze some of the uh, juice into the bottom of these glasses. Uh, let's see what we got for hot sauce. Well, normally I do Tabasco, but uh, the Cholula lady will get us through these hard times. That's my favorite kind. <laughs> he takes out the little tub of horseradish. He's like, now in this house, we make them spicy, okay? Every time you drink a spicy bloody, you're doing God's mom proud. And she'll get you out of purgatory real quick once. Start spooning horseradish into the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is a response. We just Mm-mm. we just take in the information we just and take we it. continue making Bloody Mary. Uh, honestly, at that at that one, <laughs> Hugo goes over and goes directly over to Aiden and goes, Is is that one true? <laughs> and she just like cause she's found like the vodka and she like pours like a couple shots into hers. I don't know, Hugo, it's eleven thirty. <laughs> yep. And then the concern just washes all over his face. <laughs> Whitaker and Hugo yeah. watching with... Mm. Mm-hmm. Aiden, you don't want to be an alcoholic. You you actually don't. <laughs> Believe me when I say you don't. There's celery in it, Whitaker. Actually, here, you're going to want one of these dill pickles and uh, this beef stick. Oh, God. And it just starts putting a bunch of different garnishes in the different Bloody Marys, depending on what, uh, depending on what people want. See, I... Emery didn't like Bloody Marys to begin with. This is not helping. (laughs) I don't really like them either. It's okay. I love Bloody Marys and I will be taking every single garnish because that (laughs) seems like a Felicity thing to do. Yes, please. He gives you like a bell pepper slice. He cuts off a little wedge of cheese. He has like a hard boiled egg on a toothpick. He takes a shot of the pickled juice itself and tosses that in. I'm just holding out my glass. Like, just keep going. He takes some celery salt and puts that around the rim, but then also a little bit of Montreal steak seasoning. Uh, (laughs) It's just this massively overdone Bloody Mary. This sounds amazing, and I want one right now. (laughs) That's a three-course meal. He says, uh, oh, all right, you're going to have a little trouble with that many garnishes. So here, we'll just take this ice fishing bobber and clip that to the side there. And now your toothpick can ride on that. <laughs> we don't want you losing any of those uh, little friend garnishes there to the bottom of the drink like Mel's 98 Bronco seven winners back. 
I don't even know what you just said, but thank you. <laughs> Having a night. Oh. Yeah, so then he, he says to you, uh, Felicity, he says, so would you want to come uh, fishing? I'll take you and the other ladies out on the boat. We can actually, I've got a vegetable garden on the island over there where I keep some of my best tomatoes. We go over, pick up some of those, fry them up for tonight's fish fry. Yeah. If you guys don't mind cutting the firewood and like cleaning the fish fryer out and stuff, he's pointing at Whitaker and Hugo. Absolutely. I would so be ready to go fishing right now. You guys can ride on my back or we could take my boat, although the motor is a little messed up after the strawberry shortcake festival last summer. <laughs> haven't gotten around to fixing that. I will be riding on your back. Okay. I, I want to ride on your back. <laughs> all right. All right. So you head down to the water. He's got like a bunch of fishing poles and tackle box and everything. Aiden does say, should we all ride on his back? We could get in the boat, right? I mean, we're going to need to carry all the stuff back. Let's take the boat. Yeah. You guys really don't want to ride on his back? I don't want him to have to carry all three of us and all the stuff and all the other stuff once we come back. He said he was going to pull the boat anyway, so what's the difference? Guys, let's ride on his back. I'm getting in the boat. Come on. (laughs) Aiden gets in the boat. (laughs) I'm also bringing Wendy, and so Wendy's going to ride in the boat with us. Oh my god. Ray will ride on the hodags back with you, Felicity. (laughs) Awesome. But you guys load up a cooler, a hodag packs like two to ten beers. Oh my god, hodag. <laughs> well, we got to keep the waxworms cold. That sounds horrifying. I don't know anything about fishing, but okay. Oh, we'll teach you, yeah. So he swims across the lake. Hugo, you've been tasked with uh, cutting up enough firewood for a fire and a fish fry. Whitaker and Damien, he asked you guys to do or to clean out his like frying equipment, basically. Sure. Natalie. Yes. With all this time that he's been spending away. Oh, God. Like doing grocery shopping? Grocery shopping and being on the boat. I don't know that the cleaning is fully a two-man task, especially since I can ungrime things. Mm -hmm. I just want to have Damien investigate to see if anything is being concealed here. Just like a gloop through the floors, check under beds. Okay. Skeletons in the closet type thing. Because while, yeah, he's probably absolutely fine. I feel like somebody has to ask the important questions of, is there a whole bunch of skeletons in the basement? Very fair. I like Paranoid Damien. Roll to investigate a mystery and see how your your search goes. You're basically searching his house then? Uh, yes. Okay. Sharp. Seven. Seven. I think that's only one question. Yes. So what is being concealed here? Hmm. You go into his closet, you see a bunch of plaid shirts, there's a bright orange jacket for going hunting in. You go down into his basement and there's like some deer antlers up on the wall in like a shag carpeted rug man cave kind of place down there with like just more recliners and like beer stand table things. You look around the house at pictures of the hodag and there's pictures of him with like a big fish and like the water, like people on a boat, like pointing and like, eh, cheesing for the camera. You see pictures of the hodag at like a pie eating contest. You go into his garage and there's like a bunch of tools. And occasionally on like the pegboard where you can see most of the tools are hung up. There's like a sticky note put on one that says like loaned out to Mitch. <laughs> Greg has this. Pick it up in a month. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> 
you see there's like his snowblower, which is shiny and polished and clean. There's a whole bunch of Green Bay Packers paraphernalia all over the place. He's got like a hat that looks like a cheese wedge. <laughs> of course he does. Um, You're legally obligated if you live in Wisconsin to own at least <laughs> one in every household. Yep. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing suspicious in the Hodag's house. <laughs> I didn't think so, but I'd like to know and feel a little better about it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So Hodag swims you across to this island. It's got a sandy little beaching area where you can moor the boat to a little stump. On a scale of from one to ten, how cool is it to ride on the Hodag's back? Uh, riding on the Hodag is like riding or what you imagine riding a big enough alligator might be like. So is a ten. <laughs> he has alligator-like skin and he sits in the water so that like your shorts are going to get wet because the water kind of just rolls over him. He tries not to get you like soaking wet, but like he, he mostly all of him is underwater and just like the ridge of his back with the spikes, which you can kind of hold on to get a little splashed. That's fine. I don't care. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, he gets you there. He helps set up the boat, gets you guys set up to fish. Why don't you all roll cool and we'll see who catches the fish for the fish fry. <laughs> see, I wanted to try and make a character decision here that Raven kind of knows how to fish because her parents are super outdoorsy and into hiking. But if we're just going to roll for cool, we're going to just find out. We're going to let the dice decide if she knows anything about fishing. <laughs> I'll give Raven a plus one on fishing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> she can still do terribly. I got an eight. Oh, it's a nine total with the plus one. <laughs> Aiden also got a nine. I thought I did so good. I got a plus zero. I was so proud. Ray gets a 10. Yay. Nice job, Ray. So, yeah, you guys are all fishing. You spend the afternoon on this little cozy island. You know, you catch a few fish and some of them he's like, oh, we got to throw that one back or the DNR will come on our butts. They got a they got a statute out. We're not allowed to keep those. But eventually, Ray, oh, I think I, I think I got one. Oh, my gosh. And so, they go, all right, keep her, hang on to her there. Don't, don't lose her. Uh, and you eventually pull up and it's this big walleye fish. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. That's going to feed us for weeks off, let alone tonight for the fish fry. Good job there, Ray. Thanks, Hodag. <laughs> this is cool. So he gets his, like, buck knife out and starts, like, filleting and cleaning the fish and, like, portioning it to put in the cooler on the ice. Whitaker, anything you do at the Hodag's house during the afternoon besides cleaning? Whitaker talks to Hugo. About? Hugo, you're noticing it too, right? There's a lot of it's to notice, Whitaker. I'm talking about Aiden. Which part? She's getting hurt, and she's not supposed to be. And drunk? And drunk. And, you know, a lot more, um, affectable by mundane injuries, poisons, etc. Down to earth, one would say? Yeah. I'm not hallucinating though, right? You've noticed that. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I got her to say fuck you, Damien. It's definitely oh, progressive. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Situational awareness, we both just failed. <sighs> Damien just gloops down through the chandelier ceiling light. <laughs> <sighs> I tried to ask her about it at one point. But I was also drunk at the time, so we ended up just talking about other shit. So what you're saying is next truth or dare? Well, the problem is I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows the reason. Okay. I mean, we could ask her a little more directly, 
but um, this worries me quite a bit. She's supposed to be our failsafe, you know, when shit goes bad. Let me, let me make some calls. Not today, not while we're here, but at some point. I'd appreciate that. Actually, I'd appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully whatever's causing this, we can figure it out and flip the switch and reverse it, get her to be full power again. Yeah. Or at least get her to be happy. Well, we'll probably need a lot more than a lot more than flipping a switch for that one. We'll see. Yeah, let's just focus on the power level. Small steps. Right. Hugo, didn't you and Felicity and Raven do some ritual to unlock some of Aiden's power? That's how she found me in Scotland. Yeah. So why is that suddenly diminishing? If anything, I I think she'd be getting more powerful from that. There's a lot of other factors. Unless she did get more powerful than that and used up the reserve. Uh, Oh, We'll have to ask her about how it works. I'm not sure if it's a finite supply. Hmm. Well, that's my prediction. I'll put five bucks on it. I will see your five bucks. Excellent. You know what? Let's make it ten. And if you're wrong, you owe Aiden an apology. Well, that's good. That's very good. A genuine apology. I will have Raven sit next to you. As you're making this apology. Well, and then you'll have to apologize to Raven, of course. But 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 everything else about this I love. As they say with demons and devils and such. Do we have a deal? Let's make it 30. I predict that in the unlocking of the power, Aiden burnt up too much of her magical energy, so that's why she's becoming more human. And if I'm correct, you add slime or some semblance of me to your tattoo. What the actual fuck? (laughs) And if you win, I will apologize to everyone in the group individually, authentically, with Raven in attendance. I can't promise that the tattoo will work normally. I will promise that I will at least go get a tattoo from someone of you. Well, we can shake on that. <laughs> Spits into hand. Spits into hand. Handshake. Won't make deals with the Fae, but we'll totally make deals with demons. Sure, why not? Oh, I love it. Demon lords. Demon lords. Hugo, you clasp hands with Damien, and we, like, the camera is on your two clasped hands, like, Hugo's hand in a slime tendril and then just kind of like zooms past their hands out to the island where we see Hodag like packing up the cooler and the sun kind of low in the sky and he uh, says to Raven uh, you and uh, maybe Felicity want to come help me pick some stuff from the garden we'll get those tomatoes yeah absolutely sure lead the way all right let's go uh, Miss Aiden if you don't mind packing up the fishing poles you were real good about not getting those those lures tangled up so uh <laughs> I got it. Sure. So he'll head off up this like hiking trail, goes a little into the the island. Ray actually will tag along with you guys as well. Walk for a little while and he gets out to this like it's almost like a scenic overlook where the trees part again on the other side of the island. And there's like, again, like a vegetable garden. 
And there are these like big, juicy green tomatoes. Mm. And he has like an egg or like a milk crate with him. And he says, all right, let's just fill her up there. And sets about picking the tomatoes from the uh, from the garden with you guys. Whitaker, you are sitting on the Hodag's porch, I guess, having gotten everything prepped. There's like a fire built in the fire pit, probably hooked up like a propane grill also for like cooking whatever they bring back. And uh, you're just you're enjoying a moment of true relaxation, I think, for the first time in a while. You say this, Emery is on the edge of his fucking seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. It's it's just how DMs talk, I guess. You are truly relaxed, am I? You are truly relaxed. It's just the nicest, the best, coolest, nicest afternoon. But maybe a cloud passes by and casts a shadow. Or maybe it's a little cool wind off the lake blows through the trees and sort of catches the back of your neck. But you feel a chill go down your spine and your senses key up and look around. Nothing seems to have changed other than this like feeling in the air. And you hear footsteps coming from inside the Hodag's house. Coming out onto the porch, there's this figure. And they are dressed in a sharp black suit and carrying a blade slung over their shoulder. Emery, could you please let our guest into the call? Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Hang on. Uh, anyone with a link should be able to join. There is no waiting room. Um, uh, uh. You are not prepared. Wait, Emery, you don't know who the guest is? No, um, um, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> <What>? minute. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, boy. I'm just going to panic until they show oh up. I know. Is it a big blade? Is it a Ross-sized blade? Is it a big blade? That was my question, too. I see you shiver with Antissa. <laughs> it's so warm in here. I'm dying right now. <laughs> I'm dying. You have to wait and see. The suspense is, is time? Is this the crossover episode? Is it NFL champion Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, oh shit. there we go. Oh shit. Looks like you're in the call. It says he's connecting <gasps> audio. Oh, the mis- Oh my god. So, a tall man steps out onto the porch, Whitaker. If you could give us your introductory line. Field Agent Alonzo Whitaker. Badge number 115737. You are hereby suspended from active duty. I request that you submit yourself for investigation and review by the Agency of Internal Affairs. Upon said hearing, you will either be returned, reassigned, or retired. Please do not make this harder on yourself, young man. Yo, what the fuck? Special Agent Elias Eastie stands before you, Whitaker. Holy shit. Raven. Mm-hmm. You're over on the island enjoying a view of the lake with the Hodag and Felicity and Ray are picking tomatoes in the garden. And Windy's ear twitches and they leap off your shoulder and take up a cautious stance in front of you as two figures step out of the woods. One of them is wearing a dark maroon lipstick and has dark curly hair in a high-necked jacket that appears very dress-like. She clutches an amulet around her neck 
and with a few whispered words and a flick of her fingers, she sends a glowing purple circle of glyphs flying towards you. It passes over Windy, and they vanish. Oh, hell no. The other figure, in a simpler dark gray suit, sets down a small creature with a shell, which glows with a similar purple aura, and a barrier rises up in a dome around you, Raven. Oh my god. Tomas and Marissa Ramos stand before your group, and Marissa looks over at you, Felicity. It's good to see you again, Miss Stonebrook. Sorry I didn't call first. Um, hey! Aiden is on the beach, and there is a flash of purple in the woods, which catches her attention. What are they doing? Oh my god. And she takes a couple steps towards the trailhead, but a voice calls to her from the beach. No, what? Excuse me, Miss Brightwood. Could I have just a few moments of your time? And a man with gaunt cheekbones and upwardly styled light brown hair approaches her and removes a familiar badge from his pocket of a light gray suit. Special Agent Allstaff, but I'd be happy if you called me Link. Hugo, you're in the backyard of the Hodag's house, carrying some firewood over to where you have the grill set up. You set the axe down, and when you go to reach for two halves of the log you just split, time sort of slows down. You feel that tingling sensation of moving in this new super speed-like way that you're familiar with. And you're able to pull your hand away just before a taser lead lands itself into one of the logs. And as you back into real time, you follow the lead back to its source. And there's a young woman in a set of fitted tactical gear. Susie Darkheather tosses the taser to the ground and pulls out a pair of batons from her tall boots and speaks into an earpiece. Engaging Rashad. And she rushes you. Whitaker, as I said, Elias Eastie stands before you wearing a dark black jacket over his agency suit. And even though it's summertime, that heat doesn't touch him. And he calmly strides towards you and Damien. Oh, God. <laughs> Demon, surrender yourself and submit to judgment. And that is where we will end our session. Oh my god. Spicy. Oh my god. How long have you been planning this? See, I wasn't prepared. I only uh, really prepared that one line. I thought we ended last time on the I know. Holy shit. <sighs> Corey, I just met you and I love you. Oh, Same. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I would like to welcome our very first guest on the Storyteller Squad, officially Corey Atlas. <laughs> Hello, how's it going? How is everyone? <laughs> welcome, Corey. You're amazing. Thank you. Jesus, thank you. what an oh entrance! Oh my God, Corey! What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Natalie told me this would be an episode of lots of laughs and fun times. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. This is merely the beginning of your downfall. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god.